Hey everyone, and welcome to Comics from the Multiverse, DC Comics podcast from the Melfuzz Network. I'm Peter, and I'm joined, as always, on this delightful weekend. I say delightful, it's not delightful, it's cold. But, uh, Matt's here. Hey, Booster Gold, all day, every day. Connor's here too. Yeah, it, it is cold as balls this weekend. No, not for me. Well, that's because you're in Las Vegas, alright? <laughs> yeah, but it's February, it's not supposed to be 70 degrees outside. Thanks a lot, uh, oil industry. <laughs> this is not the future the Legion of Superheroes want for us. We need a time sphere. We need to fix things. No, It's not supposed to be 70 degrees in February. Luckily, it's a big week too again, but we don't have half an hour of news to talk about uh, like we did last month, so that's cool. However, there is one little tidbit that I think Matt wants to fawn over and get giddy mm-hmm. and possibly do a little dance about. Matt, why don't you tell us what, what a tweet excited you this week? So Dan Jurgens uh, teased out that he's back drawing, which he hasn't been doing since Rebirth. Uh, he's only been writing Batman Beyond in Action Comics. And he said the uh, his warm-up for the drawing, um, first thing he was getting to, he said he'd only hit that the initials are BG. Mm. Yeah. Now yeah. I see why Matt's so excited. Hi, back yeah. girl, obviously. <laughs> either, either way, I mean. <laughs> but no, let's be honest. It's it's his baby. Yeah. The, the character he created in 1985, Booster Gold. So that, that's very exciting. About and time. Someone someone responded to him on Twitter. He goes, "Is that?" And he just cut the guy off and said, "Shh." So. <laughs> Yeah, Booster Gold may not be too far away then. That's interesting. Nope. So here, here's my challenge: is I I gotta not pay attention to the news, to whatever book Jurgens is going to be drawing, <laughs> because that's gonna be the giveaway. Well, that, that's the thing: is like, is it gonna be a new book entirely, or no. is it he just drawing an issue of Action Comics, maybe? Or possibly he shows up in Beyond or wherever. I mean. I hope it's not Beyond, because I don't read that one. Uh, no. Also, I doubt it is Beyond. Yeah. With, with all the timey-wimey that's going on with Rebirth, and also, I doubt. That would be a weird thing, because it would be like, boost, okay, we get Booster Gold, but not really, because it's kind of an, like a separate, yeah. own-pocket yeah. continuity yeah, yeah. thing, rather than real Rebirth but, stuff. But yeah. Big thing is uh, action, but it could be really anything. could be a secret project. Him and John's have up their sleeve. It could, could be a tie into the summer event or something that's related yeah. to that. I don't know. It's, it's, yeah. it's hard to say at this point. But we thought you would think it was earlier in the week, so it was about, as we record this, February, like mid first of the week. So that we're looking at the lead time for drawing anymore. That puts it about May at the earliest, you'd think. Mm. Yeah, I would probably. Because if this so. was the first thing he was working on, then. It's, it's, you know. Yeah, because obviously he's, he's a busy guy with two books to write as well. So Yeah. Well. Uh, usually I tell you what we're actually going to be talking about before we do any sort of news items, and I forgot to do that. So I'm going to do it now. Uh, apologies, folks. Uh, but yeah, coming up on this week's show, we have Justice League of America Rebirth, Issue 1, Detective Comics 950, All-Star Batman number 7, Superwoman Issue 7. That's now a different place than usual, but there's a reason for that, and you'll see that when we get to the books. Find out why. I know you know why. I said, we'll find out why. Oh, right, okay, I thought you said, I know why. Like, you were proud. Like, I know why. I know why, sir. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So yeah, Action Comics 973, Wonder Woman 16, The Flash 16, Titans issue 8, Supergirl issue 6, New Superman issue 8. And then we have Deathstroke number 12, Batgirl and the Birds of Prey issue 7, Hal Jordan, The Green Lantern Corps issue 14, Dead Man, Dark Mansion of Forbidden Love issue 3, and finally uh, Justice League Power Rangers issue 2 as a little sort of bonus at the end. So there you go. That's, that's this week's hefty slate of books. If I didn't we count two them. didn't have so many books I already like, I'd be very mad at it. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, more, more on that when I get to a specific book that was a bit more of a chore to get through, because... Uh-oh. For reasons. I'm, I'm going to go on a limb and assume it's the same one you always complain about. <laughs> I'm not that predictable. But, but yes. in this case, yeah. <laughs> but yes. <laughs> Interestingly, I feel like Matt might uh, jump onto my side for that debate. Well, that let's wait we'll and see there. what yeah. I've got to say we'll about just, it before we we'll just te- tease that. Just a what's coming up. <laughs> They're on the edge of the seat. Stick stick around <laughs> to find out if, if if my prediction was right. Can't, can't wait for the resolution to this plot thread. All right, I have no idea what's going on because I got <laughs> focused on doing my eyebrows and stop listening. So I am excited to find out what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear oh, aye, and uh, that other company announced a big event for the summer again did they? Yeah. oh yeah dun, 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 I feel about it already to be it, honest. it's the one where they turned one of their main heroes into Nazi and now they probably regret it given everything that's going on but they're, they're too far <laughs> along that they have to go through with the plot line in the event so hey what and, Chris and, Evans just show up and just punch that one in the face <laughs> I, I think Don't it's amusing Nazi. that that's that's Nick Spencer doing that, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. And he is, like, spearheading the anti-rebirth stuff. So it really feels like that is a... His, he's going to take some shots there. Yeah. Yeah, he was, he was being anti-rebirth on Twitter this week quite a bit. Because yeah. uh, he's a dick. I mean, I like him. <laughs> he's a dick. When, when you're lower in the standings, you take shots at the team in number one. So It's what uh, you got to do, isn't it? Yeah. It is. That's what you do. I mean... But uh, as yeah, as for that other company, I just I, I find it funny, and this might just be because I'm in my own little bubble of DC fandom right now, because it's all humming and clicking. But like, it kind of went out with a whisper, because even the people I know at the comic shop aren't excited for that company. I don't think it. Like, I- I don't think anyone's excited for the event that much. It was funny because yeah. in the press release it said they highly anticipated event, and like, awesome. but who? <laughs> I, I just want to put this out there Marvel in general their current standing I was talking to my, my comic book shop guy yeah, and he was saying the DC Rebirth variants yeah. outsell Marvel number ones right now well it's just the, the place that they're in it's a boom and bust cycle like I'm gonna <laughs> yeah, joke but, take shots but, but variants yeah. uh, versus a, an issue one that shouldn't it's... be happening no, but have you seen the the Jenny Frizen? How do you say it? Friz, Frizian? Wonder Woman variants? Oh, yeah, Fantastic. yeah. So They are gorgeous. But yeah, it's just a boom and bust. I hope they get it together, as long as they don't mess with the books that I read. Uh, well, it's fun. Honestly, as long as they keep putting out my Star Wars books, I'm happy. Because <laughs> yeah. they announced a crossover for that as well. So Yeah, I know. I was not as happy about that, but... Well, you, know. you should do, you should be reading Afra. It's like totally your book. This is when you're going to start adding the bleeps, right? Because I I got into trouble in the comments last week for uh, saying a negative thing about Star Wars. <laughs> 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 
Uh, Told you they'll rise up, man. He's saying very quiet about it this week, just in case. Uh, Rogue One still sucks, though. That's why. Point out. Your opinion. I'm, I'm not even going to get into this anymore. We, he brings this up like every so often. Still, still yeah. my favorite moment of the week is when I took a shot at Refit and Pete couldn't disagree because it was the truth. And he was like, yeah, but that doesn't mean I don't like it. And anytime <laughs> I can get that from Pete, it's it's a good... You should know. go check out me and Connor's review of Dune, the uh, Lynch movie from 1984. Because <laughs> that movie uh, is a complete mess, but I loved it anyway. He did. He really that, did. That was the epitome of this is kind of terrible, but it's terrible in a way that I love. So, no. That you give Rogue One shit. I will watch Dune ten more times before I watch Rogue oh, One again. Gosh. Happily, happily. That's you just that's because you're a really big fan of the police and Sting. That's all that <laughs> is. You knew Sting was in that movie. I know about Dune, just because I don't watch it doesn't mean I don't no, know the, things. The reason why I bring that up, though, is because halfway through, because me and Carl watched it together, and halfway yeah. through, I was like, you know this guy really reminds me of Sting? And at the end of the movie, the credits came up, and it goes, Sting. <laughs> <laughs> and not the wrestler Sting. The musician no, Sting. Yeah, the musician Sting. Yeah. You would have known if it was wrestler Sting, because the face paint would be a dead giveaway. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, it'd show up looking like the crow from, uh, yeah. well, the crow. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyways, uh, Justice League of America Rebirth. Yes, yeah, yeah, first yeah, pick. Yeah. Justice that League happened. of America Rebirth, issue one. Steve Orlando writing Ivan Ray's on art. Uh, which is cool. I didn't realise he was the artist in this, and he's the artist for the first like, three or four issues, which is pretty cool. So. Yeah, it was a surprise to get... me. Go ahead, Connor. I was just saying, it was a surprise to me as well. I noticed that like, during the week, and I was like, oh, he's he's on it for a while. Yeah, anytime there's an Ivan Ray's book out, I'm bound to buy it, just because I love the art. Yeah, art was great in this. No. So that's 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 point number one. Generally, I would agree, but I mm. think the colors don't do it that much credit. All right, go on. I don't know. I feel like it, that uh, not all the time. It's it's especially prevalent during the first like few pages, uh, with all the the oranges and that. Uh, the colors it's just not working for me there. When it gets a bit more. When you say the first few pages, I take it you mean after the first couple of pages because the first couple are all in the, the dark in the caves and stuff. And it's like blues. No, but you, yeah, even in the cave, there's the oranges at the top, and like, all of those are just—it's right, okay. not working for me. But when, when they're outside, the canary stuff hmm. and killer frost outside is fine. Yeah. I don't know. I never, right. I, I never had that problem. I really like the. Uh, there's a shot of it's where after they rec- recruit Black Canary, and she goes to mm-hmm. get Lobo. There's a shot looking up at her, and like she's sort of blinded. You know, it's like silhouetted by the sun. I thought yep. that looked really, really nice. Hmm. Gives her that hero shot. Yeah, yeah, exactly the hero shot. Uh, so, so what is this? This was basically obviously we had the four one shots introducing four mm-hmm. of the characters over the last month. This was... in case you didn't read that, you get Justice League of America, and Orlando's going to tell you in a sentence what each of these characters are about. I don't feel like it repeated much though. Oh man, if I have to hear Killer Frost is not a killer anymore, I'm going to uh... burn down the Batcave. I kind of side with match. I feel like this oh. was irritatingly redundant. But that said, I understand why. It's it's. Oh, I, I it's the, this the, is this is one of those annoying cases where it's it's the rebirth issue that I hate, where it's just oh we can't we don't want to start the story yet, so let's just kind of get ready. Yeah. And it's a zero issue. Okay. Yeah. Right. I, I get what you're saying. Doesn't make it bad. I'm just saying as yeah. I was reading it. Some of the dialogue that he threw in there just so the people that didn't read 
the one shots, you know, like I thought the Ray mm-hmm. one was handled really well. It was the Vixen one that was kind of clunky. Killer mm-hmm. Frost, because again, this is the third, fourth time we've gotten this with Frost yeah. since. In, in about three weeks. Yeah. All right, I got what you're saying. I got what you're saying. But I st- like, for, well, first of all, I think it's a rebirth, rebirth issue, and a lot of the rebirth issues have felt kind of redundant. There's, there's only been a key few that have stuck out as being there, like the first issue. Right. Right. So doesn't I th- excuse it, though. It doesn't excuse it, but I think that's part of the expectation. Secondly, I think it's better than a lot of the other rebirth issues, though, because I still feel like this is kind of. For me, you still want the issue where they all say I collect everyone and put them together. Yeah, yeah. The, recruitment. the, the content's not the problem. It's just how. Orlando, I feel like he put himself into the corner of doing the one-shots the way he did them because he wrote them all with help of uh, Bates, right? Hauser. Hauser. Yeah, yeah Hauser had two of them, yeah. Yeah. So, and now it's Orlando kind of retreading ground just to cover all his bases for those people that are coming without reading those. The fact is, though, I bet he's justified. I bet if you looked at the sales numbers, I bet this sells way more than... All the yeah, but there's a better way to does. do it. And, like, I feel if they just would have done this from Batman's perspective, and, like, look, I know how weird that is coming from me. Cause, <laughs> I know, I, I, right? I, I just had to check. I heard he's, that yeah, he's the one assembling the team. So, like, I would have liked kind of an issue of, of him in his head and why he's putting them together. And I think you could have got rid of a lot of the weird dialogue. Because there's some other stuff in here, like the Canary stuff I really enjoyed. And, like, the reason that he wants her on the team is, like, the conscience. Right? That was her, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they all had their own sort of thing, because the Vixen was, like, the the spine that will hold them all together, because she's mm-hmm. sort of unrelenting in that sense. And uh, presumably you have uh, Atom and Ray. Well, Atom for science and stuff. You get Ray for... Yeah. <laughs> I had to do a double take then, sorry. He said Atom and Ray. And I was like, hang on. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, not, not, yeah the Ray. Yeah. Not, not Ray. <laughs> Oh, yeah. the Ray. Uh, I feel that's why they added Ryan Choi, so you didn't have to do the Ray and Ray. Yeah, thing. probably was. <laughs> that's probably that might be a good reason why. But, but for me, for me, it kind of worked though because it, as much as I'm kind of seeing those problems, it never stuck out enough to me to take away from it. And what I liked about it was all the characters interacting for the first time. Like you know, Black Canary talking to Lobo, mm-hmm. uh, Killer Frost talking to Black Canary. Like, all all those like pairings we've not really seen yet, and those first times yeah. where they're kind of bantering. That's good. I was into all that. So, yeah. I like I say, the art was great. Uh, the, the one thing I have to bring up, though, I like that they've got this, this new base for this Justice League team. It's like a cave. It's called the Sanctuary. It's in Rhode Island. Yeah. In, in, in Happy Harbor. In Happy which Harbor. Is, that's, yeah, that, that's key to DC continuity. Because that was where the Justice League headquarters used to be. And the Teen Titans. And oh, that was Teen the... Titans used to be there as well? Yeah. Remember in... Um, and what led to the current Titans, what was that? The Titans Hunt. Yeah. They were operating out of Happy Harbor. Oh, so they were. Oh, so they were. Yeah, you're right. And Happy Harbor used to be in, like, the Golden Age. That's where the Justice Society used to meet up. So I think that's another tie. Because Batman keep, kept hinting that he found this, and it belonged to another group, and they don't say who. Hmm. But I took that as it was a Justice Society thing, especially at that table. That's interesting. That was see, I was just thinking maybe it was one of those places that the league used early on, and then mm. you know, just early, like because obviously the continuity is a bit fuzzy yeah. with the New Fifty Two, and mm. I thought, oh, maybe this is one of those early days things that that did happen in a way, but didn't. Yeah, yeah. I'm just 
them putting in Happy Harbor in with what we know with Titans, I just feel like Happy Harbor is like this interdimensional crux of timey-wimey stuff. So I feel like it's going to play into that. Uh, yeah, mate. Uh, if nothing else, like, it's at least a nice little homage to the past. Uh, yeah. if, if nothing else comes of it so that's pretty cool But so Batman gets them all together and he basically the way he pitches it to most of the team members is that okay I need a team of humans that aren't gods that aren't you know Wonder Woman, Superman, The Flash people who aren't so but you get Lobo well Matt I, let me finish my goddamn sentence that's what I was getting at Lobo's there I don't understand why Lobo is part of this team with that logic so I feel like there must be more to that that we'll learn over the coming so. issues because yeah. obviously Lobo sticks out as the one not only is he an alien he has the power to like murder entire planets and he can get back up from anything oh he can regenerate from a drop of blood like you yeah. know yeah get back up from anything yeah. thing. he's even further from humanity than Superman is so like I was like Batman I think you're taking too many shots at the head go get checked for CTE because you also have a living being of light in the ray and you, the vixens, she's kind of a powerhouse herself. I mean, they have yeah, powers. but she's a human. Her, she gets hers from a magical artifact. That's true. But even, even so, Ray is very human in his like sort of story because the whole point that he brings up at the end is that the superheroics is about a community and it's about inspiring everyone else. So the idea that they're all more human is to inspire the people around them. So it's a, it's a very socially conscious book, and it's, it makes sense that Orlando's the one writing this. I yeah. like it makes it different from Justice League where it is essentially gods fighting these impossibly alien invasions in the sky and whatever else. This should theoretically be different than that. Yeah, if it's more ground level, that's cool. Because I can see a Lobo. He's not Superman in that. He's inspiring people. He's doing the dirty work in the back alley. He's the muscle. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, it's... Uh, but yeah, I read that reason. I was just like, no, nah, I'm not buying that. So, which part? Especially with this team. About them being humans, like I feel like I feel like he should have said they're more relatable because they're all flawed in a certain way. I guess that's just what he's telling them. I don't think it's what it's meant to be telling us, especially given uh, a certain little line at the end of Detective, which I'm sure yeah. we'll, we'll get to in a bit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, nah, it, it was for me except Lobo. Lobo is the one thing that sticks out as being. What do you mean, yep. team of humans? <laughs> Lobo. Yeah, I um, almost wish someone would have called him out on that in, yeah. in the book. Where Lobo goes, okay, whatever, man. I'm, I'm sure I'm it'll come sure up. Like I'm, I'm sure it'll be, come up. It's weird that he didn't put in a line where someone meant, but Lobo... Like, it's fine if he brushed it off. Like, if Batman's like... But, shut up. <laughs> shut up, Black right. Canary. We've got things to do. Yeah. But, yeah. It is weird. I don't quite get the Lobo stuff yet. That but... said, I'm excited for the first issue. Yeah, I feel like this was... It was fine, but I feel like I, I kind of almost wasted my time reading it because I, so much of it was just like, okay. Oh, I disagree on that one. Yeah, I disagree. A lot of it I felt was through the motions for me. Like, it's like, okay, we've got to get well, yeah, this that's... done so we can start. And it was just like, okay, fine, but yeah. I just want to start. More so than the other Rebirth books, which I felt told, told a more complete story because they kind of had to because they're not getting a series. This, they could kind of do that because they know it's launching into a number one soon. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a setup issue, and I think that's yeah. fine. Uh, I, I, enjoy, I enjoyed the art, I enjoyed the character interactions, I enjoy the sort of the point of the team and what Batman's trying to do with it. I, I think that sounds pretty cool. So, um, no, I'm looking forward to. Small thing one. I did really like uh, when Vixen comes up to meet Batman, she's flying and she's using the, the a bat power. Yeah, yeah that, was a, that was a nice touch. Yeah. That was amusing. And also, the, the last page is like a teaser. 
Oh, yeah, Johns. I was just—I I thought that when I read it's very Johnsian. Yeah, it's yeah. very—it's—it's it's much like when you watch a TV show and like the first episode of the season, yep. it's like coming up this season on whatever. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and there was all these different things. So, is someone looking sure. at it? What, what were the four things? Because there was like four different things. Lobo was fighting uh, with the Ray, I think, in one of them. Yeah, yeah. one of them you had uh, Ryan Choi going, "Oh, is that you, Ray, or something?" Uh, yeah, 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 is that you, Palmer? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, can't find the page. Hang on. Oh Jesus! Christ. It's towards the back, Connor. So I know. <laughs> I I jumped to the back, but I forgot there's all that other yeah. stuff. Wild storm, like five pages yeah. of that. Wild yeah. storm bollocks. So here's the thing too: is by the time I got to my shop, they were all out of the physical copies. So either my shop underordered them, or people are really excited because usually there's always a rebirth. Like he overorders. Oh, yeah. So yeah. hopefully, Slar. So yeah. you've got someone talking to Killer Frost saying, no, this sister, your life hangs on an impossible choice. Oh. And right, you've cool. got Batman holding the shield. Right, okay. Yeah, those are just, just little teasies. Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, that'll take us on to Detective Comics 950. Uh, James Tenney in the fourth writing. And we have three hours, because there was three stories. Uh, Eddie Barrows, Alvaro Martinez, and Marcio Takara. Uh, so... Obviously, we'll tackle story by story. Uh, the first one was sort of regular issue length kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. And it was a bit orphan. And I thought this was freaking fantastic. Oh, this was just phenomenal. It was magical so, is what I... What did you what, what Tidian really drove home in the first couple pages is that... That... Orphan is... She, she has like a mental disability to where she actually can't communicate. Like, she tries, and she wants to, Yeah. but, and I never thought of it like that. I always thought, oh, she was just mute because being raised by assassins, and you don't need to talk, and... Do, do you know what it reminded me of in a weird way? It reminded me of, like, the friendly monster, and, like, a monster, like, you know, mm-hmm. well, it's King yeah. Kong, or it's something, like, oh. where they're trying to, like, communicate through various things, and what they used here is the ballet, they used the dance to... Yeah. Like, and I actually love the opening where it starts off with this girl, you don't really know what it's about, and she's like, she's going to like practice, she's going to practice her ballet, yeah. and she, she's, the narration which is in third person is talking about, uh, she, she believes in ghosts, or, and is talking about that stuff, and then yeah. it's, you realise that the ghost she's talking about is actually Orphan, who kind of follows and You just see to, her popping up yeah. in the background behind, behind yeah, which I had to go back and check to see if she's in every panel, and she is, you just have to look, it's yeah, oh, cool. it's creepy as shit once you notice it. <laughs> well, yeah, because if you don't know it's Orphan, right, you're just kind of yeah. like, oh, who's this? It's kind of like, then... you got to imagine that's how she feels. It's like, yeah. oh, shit, there's someone, something there. Yeah. Like, but it, it breaks your heart, though, because she goes back at the end of the uh, towards the end of the story, and she sees that the girl is talking to the police, and she's like, oh, it was this awful thing. It was, like, mimicking my dancing, but I don't know if it was toying with me before it ripped me apart. And it cuts to, uh, I say cuts to as if I'm talking about a movie, it goes to a panel of like her reaction, it's just orphan. But she's got the mask on, you don't see her face. But you can no. see the sadness in her eyes, and it's something they've done really well all through this issue, or all through a series with Orphan. Yeah. I'll really cool. tell you what is, is really impressive about this story. It's the first thing of, of this run that's made me go, oh, I want to go back and read her back out stuff, because I have not yeah. read that. Yeah, I've not read so, that either. When you said that in the... the... Before I read this issue, you had said that in the, our comics thread in Mild mm. Fuzz. And I thought you meant the Brian Q. Miller, Stephanie Brown Batgirl, and I got super stoked to read this. <sighs> so I was like, oh, it's a spoiler <laughs> issue. It's all right. <laughs> yeah. No. Other Batgirl. <laughs> yeah. 
But so, but I read this and I felt the same way as I want to know more about her. Because I remember when she had debuted during, I think it was No Man's Land, is really where she became a, a major character. It was like this weird looking Batgirl costume and she had the power to like mimic like fighting moves and whatnot. And here they really drove home her humanity and and her relationship with her parents and almost why she's called Orphan. Like it's not just a cool sounding moniker, yeah, it's really it, who she is. It really got into her head. I think using the third person narration was genius because it, it, separa- it was different from everyone else who gets narration boxes where it separated you from her. It put this extra wall. And it, it makes sense because it's Orphan and she doesn't communicate. Yep. And I love the parts where it's talking about how much she wants to say, but then she can't and she'll just say no or she'll say sorry. And it's just the one word. She can only get out one word and they're like, it kind of hints that she only knows like 20 words. Yeah. And, and it, it's it, so heartbreaking. And then it gets to the end and she goes back to her, like, her own place and she, it talks about how oh, it, all the emotions erupt and she finally expresses herself. And it's just this full page spread of her dancing. And it's like her getting all her frustration and anger out. Yep. And then at the very end of the page, she just sort of breaks down and cries. And I'm like, oh my god, this is so sad. It oh, is, isn't it? God damn it, Orphan. Yeah, and uh, then there's a stinger at the end. Yeah, uh, Shiva has come to oh. town. And uh, it's not this weird looking... Oh. Yeah, it's not this weird looking New 52 one with the super long hair braid with a knife at the end of it. That. Huh? <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh yeah, I didn't. <laughs> I think I just wiped that from my memory. I'll be honest. Yeah, Ma- Ma wakes up in like, a cold sweat at night <laughs> thinking yeah, about New 52 it's Shiva. proper Lady Shiva. <laughs> and it looks like she's part of the League of Shadows. So, Actually, I mean, that, 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 that's my biggest complaint, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, if I'm going to make yeah. a complaint about the issue, is, you know, it's, a, it's extra price. It was $4 instead of 3 It was bigger. The only complaint I'd have about the whole thing is that it says it's the League of Shadows prologue. And honestly, I mean, Shiva might be connected to it, but... Uh, it really yeah, doesn't not, feel though, is it and and that's the thing it's like yeah they wanted the exercise issue not because it's a problem because it's 950 and i respect that oh yeah, yeah that, that's the reason yeah that's why it's a big issue and that's fine but did it have to did it have to pretend to, that it was something else to sell it just to go ah we're having a, we're having an issue about often and uh, yeah that's I, gonna be cool i don't think it is to sell it i think there's just this weird thinking and I don't agree with this, but I think there's this weird thinking where, oh, it's 9.50, it has to be an important issue. And I think them saying, oh, it's just a little story about orphan, uh, standalone thing, doesn't feel important enough to say, oh, it's so the 9.50. you say that, but I remember when you had, it, during the New 52, you had uh, the, the Detective 27, and it was just a collection of stories. There wasn't one big thing. That's true. But I never even finished it. It's true, but there was a, it was a, it was a bigger issue. There was a lot more stories, and secondly, one of them was part of the next arc. Like they did put one in. Yeah, but it wasn't like a big thing either. It was just a, another. Look, I'm one not, of those I'm stories. not saying they have done this all the time. It's always been their thinking, but I'm thinking that's what their thinking was yeah. here. Maybe it, I don't mind it, it just it was feels only a dollar like... more. If it was I more agree. than a dollar more, then. I have more issues. Oh yeah, it's uh, like, it, it was it was well worth the price. I'm oh, just yeah, saying it was double. It feels like it was the marketing department have gone, yeah, let's just call it this so we can get more people to buy it. Is is that's how it feels to me? It feels a bit cheap in that sense. Which is funny because it's 950. It, the number is enough to get people to buy it. It is. For for the comic fans that we're really talking about, 950 is ooh 950. That seems like an important issue. Coming up on a thousand now. It doesn't matter what's inside it. Almost, it could be just pages and pages of turds. But it's Detective Comics 950, so it'll sell. Just wait yeah. till Action 1000. Yeah. Nice. What? Couple years. That's a lot closer. Yeah, both both of them will hit a thousand before 2020. I think. It's yeah. they're both within the next couple of years. 
Yeah. What, what what number is action this week? Uh, nine seven three. Yep. So that's only got just over a year. Yeah, because we're into yep. a month. So. Yeah. Yep. Oh boy. It should be fun. Yeah. Or is it oh, a reboot? Don't get any ideas. I wonder. I wonder how <laughs> many. How they many... couldn't dare. I wonder how many pages the 1000s are going to be. Like, they're going to go all out. pages, isn't it? <laughs> Here's a tomb. There's an it's omnibus. An omnibus. <laughs> <laughs> we I, can see him, I can see him doing like a 100-page special, though. Yeah, 100 like, pages, 100 page for 1,000. That, that would make sense. Just imagine how, how hectic our week would be if they dropped like a 1,000-page omnibus <laughs> as one of the issues. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. Try well, guys, this. I quit. <laughs> this is my getting off point. No, nah, Joe would probably have to do it. Probably be like, all right, on this week's show, we'll cover the first fifty pages of the omnibus. <laughs> we'll cover the next fifty next week, <laughs> and we'll just keep going that way. And that'll we'll do. Oh boy, that'll uh, be fun. Yeah. But uh, this this orphan story was uh, great. Shiva, of course. Uh, there's all like sort of like is she or- uh, orphan's mother kind of thing, and that'll I'm sure will play into it. It's it won't because like there was the editor's note, uh, Batman and Robin Eternal. Yep. Uh, there mm-hmm. was the whole thing. Mo- the the person she addressed as mother was the person who trained her as an assassin and uh, adopted. There was a whole family of them. It was all in that story. Okay, I never read Eternal. Uh, yeah, but I'm still not ruling it out. Birth mother, right? We don't know who her birth, birth I'm, mother I'm, is. No, yeah. no. But whenever she talks about mother and being an orphan, she is the right. reason she picked that name was in reference to that story. Was in reference. Well, to... Well, that's that's fine, Kara, But I still don't think it rules out that she was going to turn around and say, "I'm your real mother." Ah, uh, maybe. I but actually, I mean, in terms of. This story be for what it was in here. Honestly, with that. honestly, I think it feels more likely that she's going to turn out and turn around and say that. It feels like a proper story beat they're going to play. Eh, maybe. Thoughts on it, Matt? None. Cool. <laughs> All right. Um, so yeah, that was the, that was the first story. Really good. Really fantastic. That that was worth the price of admission alone. Uh, honestly. Yeah. Really good. Uh, we got a second story here with uh, Asriel and Batwing. Oh, actually, just one small tidbit, actually. Just a couple of yeah. plot points. I don't want to go into them, really. But we've got the mayor of Gotham saying that he wants to turn over yeah. a new lease and work with Batman, uh, which led to a cool thing yeah, where he... Th- yeah, it, means where it leads to a cool thing where he, th- he thinks he sees something in the shadows and it's Orphan, of course, mm-hmm. before Batman goes mm-hmm. and talks to her. Uh, and then the other point is that Clayface is deteriorating. And if he's mm-hmm. in his clay face, his mind gets jumbled. And if he's if he's in his like human form, his DNA is getting ripped apart. So either way, he's on like a ticking time bomb. Hopefully, they fix him because I'm enjoying him on the team. Yeah. But I just wanted to point out well, that that's that was, ongoing. That was what Batwing's telling him is he's like, well, I'm screwed either way. He goes, well, no, we'll figure out a way. This is just temporary. Like the point of this was to get the metal band small enough so it's not noticeable. Yeah. You know. But of course, Clayface is like, yeah, hope, right? And I, I think that ties into yeah. how they're all feeling since uh, Tim uh, died. Yeah. So they're all they're all in a bad place. They're all not feeling very hopeful, and that's pretty cool. But yeah, so the second story is basically, but I mean, both those these last little stories are both kind of setups for future things. But this first one is mm-hmm. Asriel and Batwing, and Asriel sort of using the the, the mudroom to train. And... It has never felt more like an X Men comic than this story. <laughs> yeah. That's, you have Bat Sentinels. Like, <laughs> I feel like Tinian has heard us say this and went, oh, he has one X-Men. I already got gotcha. you. <laughs> well, he's like, well, the other guys are doing X-Men right now, so I might as well. Right. Yeah. We'll so, give him a mudroom, we'll have bat sentinels, and we'll do it our way. So the point of this is basically to set up the idea that uh, the, the, the suit. The uh, suit of sorrows. Yeah, the suit of sorrows uh, from the Order of St. Dumas. It's, uh, it's basically got an artificial intelligence inside it. It's like 
That was weird. Evangelical artificial intelligence is the phrase yeah. that Batwing uses, which I thought sounded really cool. Funny, but yeah. cool. And uh, basically, he's questioning, well, are you not worried that this is, can take over, that you're sort of, sac- you know, just giving, it to, giving yourself to it and letting it sort of do its bidding? Mm-hmm. And he says, well, wouldn't they eventually just give it its own body? And then we get the last page, which is, oh, shucks, there's a robot that's going to take the suit and be evil and... I really hope it has like religious beliefs because an AI like with With the AI itself with religious beliefs will be so interesting if it plays on that story for me with AI where there's without a doubt a creator of it right so I would like it to if it plays on that that. yeah Yeah. obviously because the Order of Sintomus is is always played as a religious order in general I want to play into that angle as well I think it'd be really interesting what if if the robot's religious right but then when it finds out the person that created him is just a guy he gets upset and it like shatters his whole world he becomes the internet and he's just an atheist AI (laughs) just telling people they're dumb for what they believe (laughs) like like it's a Christopher Hitchens bot (laughs) Uh, so presumably this might be the arc after League of Shadows. We're going to get a, an AI. So sort of. yeah, that makes sense. I'm, I'm down for mm-hmm. it. Yeah, that seems like fun. Uh, it makes sense that one would be a bit more agile focused after we've had focuses yeah. on various other characters. Well, and I like the conversation between him and and Batwing because Batwing is basically their Tony Stark, and he's all technology. And I need reason. And you know, physics doesn't lie. There's no belief in physics. They're but, there whether you like them or not. But I'm using. And the then you have. But I'm using the look, yeah. he's arguing to Azrael that, wait, this Ultron thing might be a bad yeah. idea. <laughs> yeah. And then he's just like, well, you guys took in, that's what he said, the evangelical AI, to where it's just going to follow orders, right? Like, at least with Azrael as a soldier, he can, as he had said, he had overcame the suit and its AI. And, you know, uh, once it's shattered that, that, I forget his exact wording, but he had broken through to a new level. Right and put trust in himself. A, hi- and... a higher uh, plane of being or existence. Yeah, there you go. And a robot can't do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it can, but it's programmed to do what it is supposed to do. So I think it, it leads for a lot of interesting questions going forward. Especially you would expect in a Batman comic because they're usually the you know street level crime like gritty that's what i liked about yeah. the whole night of the monster men it was, it was taking the yeah. bat family and putting them into an ordeal that was oh crap this is kaiju how do they deal with this so how do they deal right. with killer robot just an emp <laughs> in it i just <laughs> <laughs> that'll be a quick issue yeah. batman just fires an emp <laughs> done <laughs> uh, i just it's like between this and the last action comics arc i just feel people at dc are going hey we see what you're doing marvel this is how you do it like <laughs> You know, yeah. it's not that hard, no, guys. You don't no, need to no. find everything. We're, we're quite heavy on the Marvel shitting today. That's, that's... I'm, just, I'm just saying, it's. I don't think it's a coincidence anymore, Pete. Some decorum. Like... Some decorum's all I'm saying. Let's yeah. see if Spencer can hit back. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know he does go on, uh, on it, uh, go at people on Twitter. Uh, yeah, so... if he sees this, he's definitely tweeting something uh, at us right now. That's the best <laughs> thing he can do, though. So you guys check us out. Um, okay, uh, so the last story in the book, which was the shorts, was only about th- four pages, I think, something like that. Uh, and it was That's my favorite part. And it was set during one of the previous arts because Tim's still around, and Tim basically pulls Batman into his uh, sort of you know blocked room so that there's no 
Robin's Nest, yeah, so there's no signals, there's no, no one's listening, just does, because he wants to ask Batman some questions, and he basically, it's just, this is just a nice bit of, like, connecting to everything that's going on right now, where he's like, okay, you've got Jason sort of in the criminal underworld with eyes in there, you've got Dick going into this Raptor and all this stuff, he's got his eyes on all this. In two different organisations, he got him taken care of. Yeah. Two different organisations, and he's like, yeah, and now you're building this Bat family, I mean, he doesn't even mention that Batgirl's up to but so you've got built in this Bat family you've got the Justice League uh, and mentions it, Damien going with the, the Titans, Titans yeah Titans. I'm sure you put that seed in his head yeah new team yeah. Titans and he's like what's next your own private Justice League is like Haha, that's, that's, that's good timing because that just came out this week yeah, yeah. that's really well, good timing and I love that Batman probably went huh that's not a bad idea <laughs> <laughs> I like that I like that Tim's the one Robin that is going to call him out on all his BS <laughs> you know well, it also keep him honest. As I say, he mentions uh, Duke as well. How he's trying to be something else. It's like, mm. well, what is Duke's role here? He what is to, he actually doing? He has to be someone he's else. Smart. He has to yeah. be something else. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> um, <laughs> bloodlust. This is the bloodlust type thing. Uh, oh, that's gonna be some bloodlust if he doesn't shut up. <laughs> so. Uh, so basically, he's like, so Batman, what the hell are you preparing for? You're preparing for some sort of war. What's got you shaking? Now, the actual text at the bottom says dark days are coming. That sounds like it's teasing the, the Batman event for the summer. But the whole time as he was talking, I was thinking, this is Rebirth. Because he knows about this button, because there's some sort of existential threat that he doesn't know about, he yeah. is... He is strengthening up his entire ranks in every way he possibly can. He's got a just he's got two Justice League teams. He's got the Bat Family yeah. team. He's got Dick doing this. He's got Jason doing that. This is this is one of those things where Batman preparing for everything. Yeah, and it works. It it works with his character. It's yep. like so. There's the threat of Manhattan. He doesn't know it's Manhattan, but he knows there's a threat. He knows there's something big. So he's like, "Oh crap! We need a Teen Titans. We need a JLA. We need everything working at full capacity." It's almost like, yep. all right. So they might have taken time from us. They might have made us weaker. It's time to get strong. So he's doing everything he can to build everything up. And, and it just... makes it feel like when, when Manhattan hits, everyone is going to come together for this. Yeah. Because Batman's just going to call in everyone, and that's going to be awesome. Yeah, I can almost just see, like, it'll almost be like a Manhattan-Batman scene, almost like with Rorschach, where Manhattan thinks he's got it all solved, and then it's, it's the great moment where Batman gets to say, yeah, but I've prepared, and he just, like, the army arrives, you know? <laughs> Like, I almost Press want, yeah, I almost want Manhattan to say you and what army, and then just have uh, like the <laughs> just Dame, both Justice Dame League leading the charge of the Teen <laughs> Titans. <laughs> yeah. oh, Every, everyone Damian leads that charge. In fact, I would say that he wants to be at his dad's side mm. when this is going down. He definitely does. And he's gonna tell him, no, you don't know what you're messing with. He's like, yeah, whatever. I'm an all gold tool, too. You know. I know it's exciting. It brings it brings together all the books that Batman's involved in, and it kind of in a weird way. Because you know, I remember when Batman was first announced to be part of the Except JLA. for All-Star. No one cares about All-Star. Well, technically, Duke and the Weapon Wheels, kind of... Uh, yeah, I don't read that, so I guess I missed that. Well, kinda. you're missing out on some great Frank Villa art, so you should be reading uh, uh. But, do you know when the first announced Batman's going to be in the JLA, and you're like, oh, okay, sure. He doesn't really... It feels like he's different. I mean, I guess he's putting the team together, but it feels like, oh, Batman's in a lot of stuff. We don't really need him. Especially Matt. Matt's gone on his tirade. But but now it feels like there's a purpose. Yeah, it feels one. like, alright, well now it kind of makes sense if this is tying into everything that Batman's preparing everything for. It's less why is Batman on the team, but now it's, oh, this is why the team exists. Yeah. Right. 
which is so, completely different. So that's cool. That's really cool. That's that's last little three pages was just a nice little tease of everything I in the love universe. That. Like all the other the other two stories were really good, but I really enjoyed this one. Just I just, I just like having Tim again, like on, on yeah, all that too. Well, it's funny. I, I don't want to talk about because it, it is spoiler because it's a preview. Yeah. But there was a preview for the first uh, issue of Superman Reborn, and there was a quick glimpse of Tim in those first couple of pages, which got yep. me really excited. Well, I haven't looked at those previews yet. <laughs> yes. Just doing that for me, I haven't told you what, it's what just the one. what's going oh, on. No, no, Tim's there. <laughs> It got me and Pete trying to think because something happens in there. Yeah. And we're trying to think about what the reference is to and fun times. God damn it. Now I'm going to have to go and look at it. <laughs> see, this is what happens. I've had a busy week. I've been out of the loop. I don't see any of this. I didn't see the, the tweet from the start. And and now you guys are ruining everything. You could have like gone, hey, before we start, here's a little thing of, of stuff that's happened this week. I didn't week. know I was going to mention it. It doesn't matter. We're not. You're making a bigger deal than us not talking about it. We just... Well, I'm just, just annoyed. I'll, I'll just put it this way, Connor. If Tim's involved, given where he currently is, where does the opening scene of Superman Reborn take place? Well, I got that, but I'll just, that's I what I'm didn't saying. necessarily want to know that. Mars! <laughs> hey, it could be Mars. Who knows? Yeah, I know. If it turns out to be uh, Mars, I'm feeling like such a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for all we know, so-and-so is on Mars. Exactly. I, don't know why I don't know why I'm disguising it now, but... <laughs> There you go. Yeah, that, it's not exactly subtle, is it? That, that was that was that was a great issue, Detective. Good, good, nice, big. I I loved my, the first story was my favorite because it felt like the most emotional, and the art was probably the best in that first part as well. Yeah. Uh, orphan sneaking around, uh, and then pretty decent tease for a, an AI story, and then that cool yeah. world building stuff at the end. So. Yeah. That'll take us on to All Star Batman number seven, Scott Snyder writing, and we have a Tula Lote on our, and this is actually the second part of the last story, even though. It didn't feel like it going in because it was like here's a poison ivy story in a different part of the world. They said it was going to be him on standalone villains, and then it's like Snyder went, "Nope, I'm tying it all together." <laughs> it's uh, all connected. You can always just you can see the uh, the pin board with all the red string in his office. He's like, "It's all yeah, connected." But but, but too lot, eh? doing yeah. ivy. So I've been I've been getting this digitally, but I bought this because I wanted it for my ivy collection of things. And I'm glad I did because physically the art looked fantastic. The art is fantastic. I do, I do have one kind of complaint. No, what was with Batman's suit? I don't know. I don't think they know. Why I does just he... think Snyder's like, just do whatever you want. Like, why? Why does he need a like? I got why he needed a suit for going to like Alaska, wherever he was going last issue, right? He needed a yeah. suit that kept him warm. But it's not. There's not actually <laughs> threats to him. But they give him this weird like. Green well, he's in logo. the he's like in Death Valley, thing, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, he's like he's in Death Valley, and I feel like he should have been in a tank top and board shorts. Like <laughs> yeah. maybe maybe it was a like a, a cooling system. Yeah, <laughs> like it, should, it was it was actually uh, like a water cooler, but he's like, nah, that doesn't look cool. He should have been I'm in a, have to spruce it up with some lights. He should have been in a yeah. bat shirt and sandals, basically. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like, but yeah, so, so yeah. the whole, the whole well, idea. Why are you still wearing the cowl? That's what yeah. I do. So the the whole idea here is is that he goes to Poison Ivy because he needs her to like fix the the virus to go out because of freeze last issue. It's infected a girl. And, see, yeah, this is what made me kind of think like it was t- torn, like tied up. I can't talk today. So ignore me. But uh, I I feel like this thread from freeze was thrown in last minute, like because the girl's sickness that she kind of stumbled upon in a forest. 
in the forest is so far away from where Freeze was. Yeah. Like, it doesn't make sense how it got there. Maybe it's like, uh, uh, did you ever see 10,000 BC? No, no but it is on HBO Go. Oh, no, it's terrible. But I didn't see it either, but I saw a review of it, and they pointed out this this great stupid moment in it where... They're going across terrain, and I can't remember what the two terrains were, so I'm, I'm just going to like pick it. But it was equally ridiculous if it wasn't these. It was like, oh, they're in snowy landscape, and then there was literally just a line in the ground, and it was like hot uh-huh. climate after that. And it was just, and I'm just wondering, is that what happened here? Is it was Mister Freeze like in the snowy yeah. area, and then just like hard, hard cut off woods? Uh, <laughs> now I want to watch 10,000 BC. <laughs> To see if it is that stupid. Don't do that. The characters in it also had stuff like compasses that weren't invented until X year. But like a like good margin. I a guest film professor that's worked on Pixar movies. I don't want to name drop, so I won't say. But he was teaching our class. And he goes, did anybody here see 10,000 BC? <laughs> no one goes, no one raises their hand. And he goes, good. That movie's dumb. If you had seen it, I'd ask you to leave. And it was the highlight of my film class that year. Mm. So, uh, uh, um, anyway, so what, what I was sort of hinting at at the start of the show, uh, I left All-Star Batman to almost last. And obviously, if you, you've heard my thoughts in the last issues, yep. I've not been super, that enjoying it that much. Last issue was a bit better because I liked the art better and Freeze, but it got kind of stupid in the plot format towards the end. Yeah. Um. But it almost compounds the problem when I've got so many books. I had 13 books this week, right? And when I've already read, like, 10, and then All-Star Batman's sitting there, and I'm like, okay, I suppose I'll read it. <laughs> like, it was one of the that's first That's why you read, read it first. Yeah, because then it's only uphill. It wasn't even no. for that. I was just like, oh, I can't wait any longer to see that. Yeah, Because before I read it, I was like, maybe I'll drop it, just because there's so much in week two, and I clearly don't enjoy reading it that much compared to everything else. And... Admittedly, it probably is the best issue yet. I, I, I prefer Jock's art, but the art was in this was still really good. and I like the story here better than the, yeah, the story's so better. far anything. Yeah, yeah, barring it, the weird connective thread, yeah, it didn't, I really like this. It didn't get stupid. Well, no, and it's what Snyder does well, where he played with some like textbook concepts of like how disease spread and pathology, but... He also played with the psychology of Poison Ivy and appealed to her human side, which you don't see too often because she's always yeah. about all the plants and she's almost an alien in that world is, you know, she's a human, but she feels more at home in the plants. Yeah, that, that's and what I liked here, about it. It was, it was yeah. Batman, like the, the invisible forces that have been coming for him. I said, well, say invisible, they've got invisible suits, but the forces that have been coming for him since like the Tuesday. Just arc. wait, invisible suits, Snyder. Take a break, man. It's <laughs> a fair point. Take a break. I'm going to yeah. let it go to a point because the panels of them actually walking towards them look really cool. Yeah, it's just, cool, it's just some still... light refraction in it. It's, it's not, it, no big deal. It's like Predator tech, you know, from Predator the movie, yeah. you know, that, that kind of invisibility. But it's Batman protecting her that kind of like inst- it's wins her over. It inspires her a little bit. Okay, like wait, I'll help you. And those those made for some good moments. So it didn't get stupid. I still don't get me wrong. It was still lower in my ranking this week compared to a lot of other books but i don't know ivy's reaction when the when the tree is burning that's yeah that's one of those moments for me that's up there this week with with some of the best of the other stuff that's fair that's fair 
Like I said, I like I liked, I liked it the most so far because it didn't get stupid. There wasn't last week the whole oh I snuck a virus or antivirus in my body thing really annoyed me. This week nothing yeah. like that happened. No, it was classic Batman where she goes to pull him in for a kiss to control him, and then he fights for her and then pulls off the wax lips and she wait, goes wait, wait I wasn't controlling. He's like nah I I fought for you anyways. Yeah, of choice. The work you're doing is important. Yeah. Which. Yeah. I like that moment. That makes for a great moment. I do have to admit, though, when you re- remind me of a scene from Batman and Robin, the movie, some, some, yeah. I'm going to chuckle. I'm going to chuckle, is all yeah. I'm saying. Of course. <laughs> That's well, I feel that was the point, because it is kind of goofy. Yeah. But I like the point that it drove home, that they were... Because I always say I like Ivy, because given an alternate timeline, she could have been a hero. But because she's so jaded by humanity... She decides she'd rather be with the trees. And here she gets a chance to be a hero. And her whole point of this is this poor girl, she, you know, just trying to make the world better by doing these, you know, cross hybridizations and accidentally created this disease um, or unleashed it from the forest. And you can't have it named after her. That's not what she deserves. So I just, the characterization here, I think, is the strongest. Out of Snyder in a good long while, and I I enjoyed reading that part of it. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I really love this issue actually. I thought it was yeah, I I agree it was the best one yet, and mm-hmm. I've I've been kinder on it than you pair. Yes, you have. So, That's but... one way of putting it. <laughs> <laughs> so I was gonna drop it after this. I was like, I'll just get to the Ivy issue and then I'm done. But I'm curious to see where it goes from here. Where what villains next? Well, and... we got we got Mad Hatter next. Yeah. So, so that could be you. a little on the insane side. Yeah. That might make me rage quit and throw it across the room. It might. Yeah. Because I'll I say this. One of my main problems with the book since it started, though, we're still, we're still hearing this one. It's, I think the dialogue's just too... There's too much of it. Weird. It's too clunky. It's overwordy, I feel like. And I felt like that since the first issue. And that was still my biggest problem with this one. But the story itself was actually mostly pretty good. So I was a little more into it. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, backup uh, was basically kind of similar to one of the detective stuff actually uh, uh, Duke's training uh, basically after the explosion with Riddler last time he's in a training program with Riddler riddles that he's trying to solve and he's he's failing yeah he's in the mudroom isn't he he's in the mudroom yeah because he even mentions that he's trying it out because uh, yeah. he's not had a go at it yet and the whole point of this backup is he doesn't know his place in the team because he isn't just a sidekick and he doesn't really know who he is. Hmm. And I, I quite like that, actually. So, do you guys, so having not read this, do you think that he's training him to take over as Batman? No. Nah. No? Something else. Okay. I don't I don't know what, but it's not that. Yeah. It's very vague, but there's definitely something else going on. And Batman, just being the cryptic asshole that he is, wouldn't just come out and say... This is what Duke's training yeah. for. That said, I did uh, love the moment. There's a moment in this. It's just a silent page. It's Duke sitting there with with the dog, and it's very reminiscent of Year One, like mm. the, the the framing of it. It's the it's it's very similar to the the I will become become a bat yeah. sort of moment. He's uh yeah because he's he's been told that he needs to stay in the mansion because he's uh he's still hurt from the explosion, but he sneaks out at the end anyway. And Alfred comes in uh try to give him breakfast is it and he's gone. Ace is it the dog that that Alfred. Yeah, help. I think help it is. Yeah. Oh, good. Uh, it's it's not. Uh, what, what's what's his name? Bathound that Damien. Titus. Uh, Titus. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Titus. Uh, it's not him. But. Okay. Yeah. Cool. But yeah, well, I like right. that they brought an ace legitimately. 
you know, yeah, he's not right. just in the the special or the annual. No, I, I really like this battle. It's probably my favorite of the backups because I got the point of it. Like often, I feel like the, the backups is just like there's okay, it's it's yeah. just this. Whereas this, I get it's his him questioning his his role and and what his purpose is. I, I would also agree. This is probably the best of the backups. A lot of the because I feel like a lot of the ones before now, I'd, I completely forgot what they were and. Until yeah, you, you brought it up, whereas this one, I, I still kind of have a good grasp on what it was, which means yeah. it told so, me a story. Another question: Do you think how you know John's collected the Shazam backups from Justice League oh, early yeah. on in New Fifty Two? Think they'll collect this in the same kind of way? Maybe it, dep- it depends. Yeah. When we see yeah, the uh, read after, yeah, because when we see the first trade comes out or the first hardcover of All Star yeah. Batman. If it doesn't have them, then yeah, that's what they'll be doing. They'll be. It's weird though, because obviously the the Shazam stuff all felt like a sequential story, where this often hasn't. It's felt like snapshots. Oh. Yeah. Up until this one, where it ends at a point where it's like, okay, the next one should follow directly on. That's okay. it. It's still been named as such though, because it still says the Curse Wheel Part Six. So it's still yeah. They're still treating it like that, but you're right. It does feel more disconnected than Shazam yeah. did. Hmm. Weird. Get me a damn Shazam book, you assholes. I'm... Yeah, I know. <laughs> I want a Shazam book. All right, that's uh, All Star Batman number seven. That'll take us on to Superwoman issue seven, Phil Jimenez writing and Jack Herbert on art. And oh boy, uh, so obviously so much to read still. So much to. Good uh, lord, Jimenez. Th- this is this is the big complaint I have with this book, and it's a shame, but he is packing far too many panels and like conversations into every page and it needs to calm down it i needs think to... it took me longer to read superwoman this week than it did dead man <laughs> and dead man's twice the length well i'm just put this out here i didn't have time to read this book i didn't get oh. around to it and i, I was like i was going oh, i've got five minutes maybe i can f- squeeze it in <laughs> clearly not <laughs> uh, I love yeah. how he saved that for a little surprise when we got to it didn't yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not the only one that this, I, that's happened I, to this week either <laughs> oh, I, I can't blame Connor though either My... got, there's too many books and it's just like I, I had a busy week because yeah. yeah, no, my girlfriend it. came down ill this week and I had to go and take her in from work and how inconsiderate that lost, me an entire, that lost me most of my Thursday which is when I had <laughs> yeah, I, I still read it version. though so we can okay. oh yeah yeah that's fine uh, we, we can have a discussion but I just all the love I had from this book, from the first two issues, every issue since has been kind of, it's been dwindling and dwindling. It's because I think and, I think this story of, like, Lena doing whatever she's doing to the city has been on too long, yeah. and they've all been so densely packed with too much stuff that it's it's mm-hmm. more of a chore to read for a lot of it, which is a shame, because yeah. I still really like most of the characters, and I, the ending's really yep. intriguing. The ending's the one we're going to talk about most here, let's be honest. So well, yeah, because there's so much going on, it's hard to pinpoint exactly. I mean, you have the the conversation between Lex and the Atomic Skull. Yeah, the Atomic to- Skull's a- kind of Atomic Skull poking at him. Insists that Lex apologize for everything that he's yeah. done to him, so that he'll help him. Yep. And that was a good moment. And Lex won't apologize until uh, Lana's like, "No, you just eat eat your words, swallow your pride, and apologize because this is your fault." Yeah. Another favorite moment. Everything that's happening is your fault. Yeah, another moment I really liked is when uh, the, the the ship that Lena's controlling starts transforming in the sky, and there's that sort yeah. of r- panels where it switches between Lana and Lex at the bottom, yeah. and it's like I have no idea what to do. Lex, what do we do? He's like, I have no idea. And there's this really great panel of Lana looking annoyed and just saying useless. And <laughs> I'm like, oh man, that's that's burning Lex right there. Yeah, Lex doesn't like that's how you that. get to him, isn't yeah. it? Uh, no, so, it is. That was a good moment. You attack his pride. 
Yeah. yeah. Also, we finally have a name for the you know the the clone of Superwoman from Earth Three that's been helping them. Yeah. We finally have a name. She's Bizarre S. We're, we're calling her Bizarre S. I like that. that I works. do, but I just like if why did it take so long? I don't know why it takes so long, but I like yeah. it. Uh, also, weird point. At one point, Atomic Skull is looking at all the the cubes, all the cubes that uh, yeah. Lena's had people imprisoned in, and one of them it looks like fake Clark, which makes no sense given what's going on everywhere else and the timing that this would take yeah. place in. So I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I'm well, wrong, but it looks like Clark. So sorry, this is things that had happened in the past, or is it they were in prison now? Prison now. This is what's. Right. getting me because they're time cubes in when they solve everything it feels like they were taken out of time well maybe and that when they release that. everybody yeah like yeah. because he he just kind of popped up didn't he and yeah, he, some... he he was like oh, i was somewhere surely because he, he thinks he had a life before yeah so maybe yeah. maybe when he gets broken out of the cube it sends him back to that specific point in time uh, right yeah maybe sure <laughs> but we got some cool steel moments with Natasha yeah. and JC13. So again, the supporting cast is still the strongest point on this book. I just, I just like Pete was saying, I wish it wasn't so wordy and there wasn't so much art. Like that's such yeah. a weird complaint to have. I know, but every time but, I turn the page, there's just too many panels. It's like, calm down. Yeah. Well, and, and the layouts on them are so weird that you you have to kind of read them twice to make sure you went the right direction because mm. there's no rhyme or reason for some of them it's not like where they put the dialogue boxes in a spiral when you have to read them in a spiral you know or and it's very that, obvious just, which way you need to go it's, yeah it just flows naturally whereas yeah. this feels a bit more haphazard yeah, yeah. uh yeah. but that's all about the ending because the ending's always the big thing so they, they get to uh, uh lena uh, superwoman lana overpowers to take her down and it works Ultra Woman, yeah. and she starts to like basically get ill and start violently yeah she burns out she burns out yeah and the, the hooded figure we've been seeing running around for the last three issues finally gets up to her and takes off the hood behind her and it's actually Lois as in Superman's wife Lois that Lois not mm. not New 52 Lois and she says something and Lana assumes it's her Lois standing behind her and she's like oh uh, shut up Casper <laughs> yeah and she's like, I don't know about Casper, but and she 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 balanced with her. And then Lana basically does the same thing that uh, New Fifty Two Lois did at the end of the first issue, where she's yep. like, Clark, oh I understand now. And then she like passes out. She doesn't completely die, but she passes out. And Steel comes in and is like, Whoa, oh my god, what's happened to Lana? And Lois is holding her, and she's like, Oh, the same thing that happened to the other Lois. And then it goes to a close up of Ryan and says, The same thing that happened to me. Dun dun dun. <sighs> uh, honestly, like it makes sense because it's kind of what we've been saying the whole time that the new Fifty Two versions of the characters were kind of splinters of the same people. So, and this is obviously yeah, all. Then, obviously, this is all leading about, into Superman Reborn next month. Like we're all we're setting up all these things. Right. But then again, what about uh, uh, what they call him in in action? Uh, Doppel Clark. Hmm. Like. What, where's the explanation there? Because... Maybe he's something entirely different. Oh yeah, he's different. I don't think but, he's part of this. Yeah, but the way that New 52 Superman died and the way that Lois and Alana have seemingly died, it's just... There's threads there, but I'm just like, where, where, how are they all going to connect? Which I guess is yeah. good. You're tugging at the threads and you're just seeing a knot. 
and you just can't yeah. quite untangle it. Well, I think I mean obviously yeah. that's what might make Superman Reborn really exciting because that that yeah. should be the big culmination of all this stuff. Uh, but I'm going to tell you the truth, Pete, and it's a little bit embarrassing. Mm-hmm. I didn't take that as proper Lois, as as wife Lois. Oh, you thought it was New I 52 Lois? As, I thought it was New 52 Lois has actually manifested, and it wasn't a ghost. Because we've seen that she's not a ghost, right? Like, other people have interacted with her. No, only only uh, Bizarres. And I took that as right. because she absorbed her or whatever when she when she went, because she, she was the one that killed her. Yeah. And see, this is where the unclarity so that's a word. All this dialogue and over exposition and this is still unclear. Yes. Yep. Uh I I would put money that it's on because the shorter hair. It was the shorter hair that really sold me that it was uh regular loss. And the way she reacted. Really confusing. Yeah. We need a different name to address her by. <laughs> and when she, when she reacted to the Casper line, she's like, I don't know about Casper, but it like and I think the whole point is at the end and she's she's our memories are starting to like yeah. fa- like the memories of New Fifty Two Lois is oh, kind of yeah. merged into her. I mean that that's why the whole line at the end works because she's like the same thing that happened to that other Lois, the same thing that happened to me, and, I, and that's what it's right. getting at. No, I get what you're saying. I just it was just again with everything going on, I didn't pick up on any of that. So I'm not uh, saying you're wrong because uh, okay. I don't have any other idea to counter it with, but. Yeah, Jimenez needs to just calm down a little bit with the panels and just just be like, trust in yourself as a writer. Show don't tell, and just go. It's, like, this is I actually why, why I left it to the end because I was like, uh, I can't be bothered to read all well, of that. I'm I'm gonna give it one more issue before I out and out just stop. Uh, I mean, it doesn't because it's gonna tie into Reborn, so I'll have to get those. But unless stuff starts becoming more clear. I, I can't keep going on, on week two. Yeah, I, I'm ho- I'm hoping it does. I'm because I really like the characters. I like Lana. I like Lois. I like the supporting cast. Yep, and it's a shame because we loved the first issue, and it's a shame that we're having this conversation now. But yep. um, I'm hoping it can shake things up a bit and not and maybe learn from the mistakes of the first arc uh, going forward. Yeah. This is moving to week three, right? It is moving to week three. Yeah. Oh, good. Okay then. I take back what I said. Uh, I'll I keep reading it. Yeah, it's, it's uh, by April, the time I'll read it. Yeah, April it's moving to week three. So one more in week okay. two next month, and then it's on week three. Okay. I think I, I can deal with that. I can deal with that. Cool. <laughs> you sound like you're convincing yourself there. It's like oh, I am because I, I do. Well, because I'm looking for reasons to drop stuff, so I have more time to read other things. But I do like, like he was saying, I like the supporting cast. I like a lot of what's going on. I just. The central mystery, I just I don't care about now. You know, I almost wish it was kind of like a Steel and Lana book where, you know, you don't have to worry about these weird plot threads. Well, I'm hoping... Maybe, maybe I love after that Reborn, so that's yeah. yeah. I'm hoping that once Reborn sorts things out and the mystery's gone, it'll just be like, all right, we've got our two superwomen, potentially, maybe one, whatever way it ends up, and it's yeah. about them with Steel and Natasha fighting whatever they're fighting. Kind of a shame it took Tracy that long 13, to get there, though. Yes. Like, even if that is... If that is where it ends up after what reborn, so what issue was this? Sorry? That was seven. Seven. Um, so we got eight next month. Nice. So be like issue ten or eleven. By the time we're looking at it being just a, a regular, that's the status quo now. Maybe nine because that's the like the reborn aftermath. Yeah. So maybe that's when it. Yeah. So the one after that. Yeah, because be reborn going only forward. gone through one month, right? Of all the books. I think so. Yeah. yeah. I think so, so yeah. I'm uh, good. I'm glad. Knowing that this is moving 
from a, such a busy week to yeah. a still busy but not as busy week. Um, yeah, yeah. It frees it up a little bit and makes it feel more less keen to read it. Yeah. Was, was uh, there something else moving with it? Uh, not from memory, no. Okay. I'm, I'm and and before people point me out for being a hypocrite, because Super Sons is coming to week two, right? Week three. Okay. Well, then never mind. I was not say because it's next week, Matt. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, okay. Well, th- that's the thing. You go. Oh, that's cool. Superman's moving to week three, but Batwoman and Super Sons are on week three as well. Yeah, but so. as I was just gonna say, Tomasi reads quick. So <laughs> I'm not too worried about that. He does fairly. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, so that, that's the problem issue seven. It mixed bag, unfortunately, but moments in there that I really like. I hope it. I hope it can work yeah. things around. Yeah, it it had great moments, like especially Atomic Skull, because this is a character I always thought was like a Ghost Rider ripoff, and they've made him his own thing. And I like how he's kind of he's got a swagger to him that I appreciate. Yeah. So. That's Superwoman issue 7. That'll take us on to Action Comics 973. Uh, Dan Jurgens writing, Stephen Segovia and Patrick Zotcher on art. Uh, we put Obviously we put Superwoman up ahead of this because the events of Superwoman dr- drop into this one. Yes. Uh, because Superman was like, oh wait, someone's entered my fortress and he goes and sees who it is and it's a steal with uh, Lana, Superwoman. And he's like, she's dying, help Superman. Stuff's happening. You know, a little editor's note would not have gone amiss at the start of this. Going, hey, yeah, maybe read Superwoman first. Uh, yeah, yeah. that word. I, I think. I think maybe the reason why they didn't know is because it just kind of works on its own as well. Like you don't really need to know why she's yeah. dying. Well, I save action for last usually, anyways. Mm. So I was covered, but for people like I typically read nice. my bigger ones. For I typically do like my yeah. detective and actions near the start. Yeah, I uh, I mentioned it on the thread in the group uh, for anyone who was reading both to read Superwoman first, but so yeah, he goes there, and some of the other little bits of the mystery they point out here is that uh, Superwoman shouldn't have known where this fortress was. This isn't the one in the Arctic. This is the one. Yeah. This oh, is. Oh, oh, so, uh, so she shouldn't have known where this was, but she seemed to know after a little spell where she's like, "Oh, Clark, I, it makes sense now. Whatever's happened to her there, it seems yeah. to she's she's had this knowledge now." So, this is almost a sequel issue to the Lois and Clark mini, more than anything else has been in action. Uh, did yeah. you read that, Connor? Because I know Pete did. Yeah, yeah, definitely did. Okay. Like and, I was going to miss out on that. Yeah, well, I'm just saying. It's 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 where Jurgens had his jumping off point for everything that's happened since. And the whole Himalayas fortress was pretty key in that run. So yeah. I don't think we've seen it since, right? Like I think no, I think they brought, up, yeah, they, brought, they brought up a bunch of twice because they definitely mentioned that he has. At least it's been mentioned when he's went to the other fortress. He's mentioned that he's also yeah. got the one that he built and right. yeah, he talks. About, I'm sure there was the bit where he went to the other one and he felt like it was weird because he was trespassing on someone else's fortress That's instead right, of yeah. his own. So I don't know if yeah. I've actually seen it, but it's definitely been mentioned a few times mm-hmm. uh, yeah. in the run. So, but yeah. Um, and where'd that go from there? So they, they rush her out. <laughs> I, I thought Matt was going to keep talking, so I left it open for him, and then he just yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. stumbled through so it. They, they rush her because with the stuff that Superman has, yeah, but there, basically, they, yeah, they can't but, do it because Keelix can't identify what's wrong with her. Yeah, still says is there something or somewhere we can go, and he says yes. He didn't say where. Uh, I'm assuming he means the other fortress, but I'm not sure. It, it could mean somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, and they fly off, and maybe Doctor Veritas. I mean, they're pretty close. Yeah, maybe. Right. Um, the other fortress would feel a bit easy because I feel like 
would Steel not know about the other fortress anyway? Well, I don't think maybe. Steel was that close know. with New 52. Yeah. Alright, maybe not. Never really saw them interact. But, uh, so yeah, they fly off, and because Cyb- uh, Cyborg, <laughs> Steel, uh, uh-huh. flies slower than Superman does, uh, someone, we see up. that someone's tracking them, because he's slower, they can track him on uh-huh. the radar. Like, oh, he came from there. And we find out it's actually Hank Henshaw is uh, trying who, to find out where Superman is. Yeah, who in the Lois and Clark mm. uh, mini Clark had saved from becoming Cyborg Superman yeah. inadvertently completely changing things and is now, it looks like since then he's been trying to locate because uh, they were tracking the Himalayas. Like there was people watching that yeah. area. For, that's where he came from because yeah, he had what- kept them there. For whatever, uh, like we don't know if he's just obsessed with them or if he actually sees them as a threat or if he. A like, hero. he knows, well, he's certainly you know. not. It looks like he's part of an organization, some yeah. sort of maybe yeah, military-esque yeah, yeah. organization. Well, but, he already was, right? Yeah, but he I'm, th- was, I'm yeah. thinking since the events of that that many where he saved them, it's like he's, he's made that a priority, like for yeah. the organization. Like maybe he's obsessed with finding them for some mm. reason, uh, possibly for bad reasons. Probably more likely to be bad reasons, but I could see them twisting yeah. it maybe to subvert our expectations because Hank Henshaw was traditionally mm-hmm. a villain that maybe they'll say, oh no, because of that saving moment, because of I'm saving his life, it maybe flipped yeah. him, but maybe not. But, the, but then there's the question is, if he isn't a villain, why is he so desperate to find this fortress? Yeah, that's well, why I, I'm not he sure. He had that whole thing, remember, with the, with the gem? Oh, uh, you're right. And he had a connection to it, and that was yeah. what Blank, who we see at the beginning of the issue... Yeah, that was dealing with. So it could be all about that too, and he could just be trying to get that gem back. Yeah, mm, could be. Uh, so that's the uh, Superman said a plot. That's actually the the B yeah. plot. The A plot is with uh, Lois and uh, Fake Clark. So and... so this is always the go to book that I say that I want is a Daily Planet book because this was Lois and Clark, not as you know Clark as Superman, but them doing new stuff. Yeah, yeah, she goes undercover. Uh, she's got a blonde wig on and a little sort of sting type operation, which Maggie oh. Sawyer's not happy about because you damn no. reporters get in the way and cause oh. chaos. Uh, but th- that's just kind of the setup. The- Although there's a great moment where uh, Clark thinks she's in trouble and he comes running in and he fumbles and falls and it's just which hilarious. reminded me of the Donner movies. Oh well, yeah, yeah. A little bit. He calls himself a klutz and like he falls to the table. And it feels like one of those where he can't reveal himself, so he accidentally yeah. falls and saves exactly. everyone. Exactly. Yeah. And oh, it just felt great. So uh, Lois follows him home to his uh, apartment building, and she mentions it's the apartment building that her Clark used to live at before they became a couple. Yeah. Uh, when she goes inside though to talk to the uh, the receptionist, he's like, uh, "Well, no, Clark Kent lives here. He's not been here in months." What are you talking about? And she's like, she just saw him walk in. He just walked yeah. in. And it's not even that it, that he's changed. There's no one that that came yeah. through. Not just not not Clark. Yeah. Right. Which puts a whole other wrench in all this mystery. Yeah, yeah, yeah it does. Well, where's he going? Why is he just disappearing? Uh, but then when she's at, at work the next day, he, she goes into his her office and he's there with flowers, and she's like, oh no. There's <laughs> obviously a lot of Clark's like, thoughts and the narration throughout the book where uh, how he cares for Lois and all that and like, oh, this is going to get awkward, this is going to be a weird... Well, and that that's how the issue kicks off is that he's going to go get involved yeah. in her sting operation and kind of bumbles it Cause a it, little it, bit more. It, it, it does that uh, cool thing at the first page, actually, where it's cutting mm-hmm. between our Clark and fake Clark 
and yep. he's putting these clothes on. He's like, "This is a job for Clark Kent," and then the next panel is, "This is a job for Superman." Yeah. You know, shirt open. Yep. So they're, yeah, they're it really was nice. a really nice first page. Actually, it it might have been my favorite page of the issue. I I can't That's... argue so much. No. But uh, fake Clark asks her out on a date, and at first she's like, "What? No, this is weird." And then she I'm stops. I'm but yeah. she can't and say he, that. He, and he yeah. gets really pushy about it. Yeah, and then it's very creepy. By the way, fake Clark is totally creepy. And she points that out. Yeah. It's like he's like my Clark, but everything about him's a little bit more creepy. But I think that's this is the first issue where it's really felt creepy, like where it's yeah. like maybe you could have taken that oh, before, but this one is like no. He showed up with her Chinese food two issues ago. Well, that could have just like that wasn't necessarily creepy. That was, hey, I was in the neighborhood, so yeah. I could get some food. I don't know. I think we're gonna look back on it and be like, uh, yeah, yeah, like maybe now. Yeah. yeah, in hindsight, yeah. sure, but at the yeah. time, I don't think it played as creepy. Yeah, but I thought it was. But yeah, so she, at first she's like, no, but then she's like, wait a minute, this is my an easy way to interview him. Yeah, we'll go on a date, Clark. How will I tell my Clark about this? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm got- it was really weird how pushy he was. He was like, I'm a fun guy. <laughs> like, yeah. Which, anyone by the way, says they're a fun guy. I know. Is a fun guy. It's the same yeah. as anyone I- says, I'm not the villain. Yes, you are. If you have to say that, you're the villain. Yeah. yeah. Oh, dear. Um, I also like um, Lombard on his hoverboard and it catches fire. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was pretty just, funny. All these little moments that just like, oh, yeah, this is Daily Planet. That's yeah. what it's supposed to be. I, I miss this. I tell you this, though. My, my favorite stuff of this book is definitely been whenever it's like between the other arcs and it's this, the, the, you know, we had the, the, the Lois came back to the planet before. Yeah. And then this yeah. one. Like I'm loving these these bits more than the not that I didn't enjoy uh, oh, yeah. Doomsday or uh, Godslayer Last Arc, but yeah. But again, these feel like throwbacks to pre Flashpoint and how comics used to feel. In the I, I think era. we're just all in agreement. We want more Daily Planet, and we want an yes. entire book of that. And it can be we a weekly book for all I care. Because <laughs> I'll may, still read it. Maybe skip week two. Yes. Do the last three weeks, but. Week two is fine. Week two has got, got enough. Just make it, just make it a, a double shipper. And that's it. Put on weeks one and three. Crap, you can't I'll do three it. now. Yeah, yeah three's... Yeah, one's really empty. Yeah, right. give it a monthly book on one. Right, I'll do. Just, yeah, there you go. Just, they re- need to reorganize where some of these monthly books are. Because <laughs> yeah. they're really stacked onto, like, yep. two, mostly but... two and four. Yeah. Three's getting up there a bit now, but one has just one, maybe two out of all of them. Yeah, it's annoying that JLA went on this on two and four. They really could have put that in week one and three for us. But then it's like this weird thing where it's because some of the books that we don't read just all happen to fall on week one. And because I counted out the actual monthly books because I was intrigued as to how much was just what are we not reading. So I actually went through and checked all of them. There's, I think, six on like week four normally. Mm-hmm. And there's one or two on week one. Like it's just bad planning, even if you read all of them. All right, okay. But I love this issue of action. Oh, that was great. Yeah, I really enjoyed this one. This was back back on form, as they say. That'll take us on to Wonder Woman issue sixteen. Greg Rucker writing and uh, Bill Quisivoli on art. Did I say that right? Sure. Okay, we'll go with that. Yeah. Uh, and this is set six months after the events of the year one arc. So it says yep. six months since Diana left Themyscira at the start. So yep. pretty cool. This is part one of Godwatch. Part one of Godwatch. And it's pretty cool that it's staying in the past. I'm liking it's building stuff. And this is what's cool is this we're getting to see Veronica Kale at this time period now. 
Uh, and obviously we know she's part of God Watch, so obviously it's going to set up all that stuff that we're exploring in the other stuff, which is really, really cool. Uh, so this actually focuses mostly from Veronica Kale's point of view. Uh, Wonder Woman, they mentioned that she's on the news, she's saving people left and right, uh, she fought a Chimara and it's in the zoo now. Uh, just <laughs> offhand. I just love that. Her compassion for all things left a fire-breathing <laughs> part lion, snake, and goat into the <laughs> National Zoo. Like, good on you, Wonder Woman. Oh, dear. But yeah, so, Veronica Kale's got this uh, program, the Cyberwalker program that she's doing with Adriana, and they're trying to get it cut down. But it ends up getting used in a bad way because the twins, uh, the evil twins... Phobos and Demos. There you go. And they... They... I guess we'll call it kidnap Veronica Kale's daughter, although it's more like they steal her face and put her soul in a... Well, they steal her soul. It's yeah. like they shang-sunged her. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's a really cool visual when, when the face is just gone. Yeah, it's, it's oh, really it's creepy. Really it's creepy. Great. It reminded me of an episode of Doctor Who from a good few years back now where all their faces got stole by a, by a monster in a TV. It was cool. Hmm. Was that the one with, with Moaning Myrtle in it? It might have been, yeah. Okay, I've seen that one. <laughs> That's yeah. why I asked. Yeah, but the the, the twins show up at Veronica Kale and say, "Yeah, we've got your daughter, but you can have her back if you do this." Because we they want the information from Diana where Thermoscara is, and they've already tried like mystical means, and that's not working. Yep. So they're trying technology. They want uh, the the Cyberwalker robot program to go in her head and try and get it that way. Yep. So her friend Adriana goes into the thing, which as as they have explained, she volunteers. She volunteers, yeah, because she doesn't want Veronica Kale to do it. Uh, right. Because you know it's dangerous. Because they know it can only last two minutes. Yeah, it can only last and two then minutes. you just at, get... at the longest. At the longest, and then you fry. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so they they go to the zoo and they get someone in trouble so that Diana has to jump in and uh, save them. So she's around, and Adriana controlling the robot body runs up and touches her, but it's kind of too late. And the issue, and one of my favorite panels of this actually is a uh, Kale knowing that her friend's in trouble is she's. Like punching the glass, she's in. She's in almost what's yeah. like a, a cryo tube that you get in like a spaceship kind of thing. Yep. Mm. Uh, cryo sleep, and she's banging on the glass, and like her hands are all bloody. Uh, really, really cool moment. And I think what I like about that is that Veronica Kale's just been kind of around in the present day stuff, and oh, she's the evil villain. But I don't really feel anything towards her. Whereas yeah, I didn't really know who she is. Do yeah. We? Whereas this made me like kind of care about her and care about her motivation a little bit. So yeah. This is clearly... I mean, she's not the nicest person at the start of the issue, but it feels like this is what's really going to set her off on our Yeah, because it wasn't, like, her fault, this, necessarily. She like, she yeah. was not a fan of Wonder Woman, but she wasn't doing anything wrong, and this feels like yeah. that, the no. start of a tragic path. Yeah, tra- I tragedy. I love that, that she was, like, irritated by just Wonder Woman being there. Yeah. She's like, yeah. oh, look, she's saving the day again. Whoop-de-doo. I'm actually doing... It's almost Lex Luthor-esque. Yeah, it's a Lex type thing with Superman. It is. Yeah. And, yeah, also, so Phobos and Demos, her twin Dobermans were named, I think, what, Terror or Pain and Panic or Terror and Panic. Yeah, yeah it was something like that, yeah. And that's what Phobos and Demos mean because they're sons of Ares. Mm. Oh, do, you, uh, do, you she's in, to, do you think she's imprisoned them in her dogs? <laughs> I think they are her dogs. Oh, that's I what I meant. Yeah, same. Yeah, yeah, same. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, because we know that she gets some kind of power, because she's like big bad by the time that the lies happens, because she mm. has that that strike team. By the end of Godwatch, I imagine. Yeah. 
So it's just, again, Rucka seeding all these little points that we've already seen and using the even-numbered books to expand on those yeah. even more. I do like that that one is a small touch, that it's something that you would miss unless you know yeah. that, that, who those are. Yeah. Right. Well, I missed it, and Matt just told me, and it's cool. So. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's pretty awesome. And... Uh, no, I think I think the arts. Obviously, this is the first one without Nicholas Scott, but we had uh, issue eight with uh, yeah. Evely, and the art's still great. You said it, not me. I just want to point out he brought up Evely <laughs> on my favorite issue. I didn't. You, I, I didn't, didn't bring it up for, as an example of being good, though. I just brought it up because it was the art. That this was the artist's I know. I'm last saying, issue. I, I was biting my tongue. Don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. You said it. I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine that's how Peter feels when we bring up a Whedon show. And he's yeah. like, yes, I can talk about it without having yeah, to be the one that brought it up. Yeah. So, no, I, I thought this was really good. I thought it was t- setting up. And I like that it maybe is focusing more from the villain's perspective and it's setting up their her story and how Godwatch becomes a thing. Yeah. Speaking of the art, obviously Scott's gone, but I still feel her influence, on the, especially on the very first page with the layouts, felt very much like mm. what Scott was doing on the book. Yeah. And so I feel like uh, Evely has taken kind of that from it yeah. and kind of kept the stylistic choices there. Yeah. yeah. And you almost get the impression that Kale's going to set up Godwatch because, like, the gods ruin everything and it's their fault that all this has happened. So that's I, why it's called Godwatch. Yeah. It's like a neighborhood watch, but for well, yeah. gods. Well, and I, and I feel, too, <laughs> that that's the point of the Amazons is that, like, yeah, they're the patrons, but we rely on ourselves. And that's why no one mm. can know where Themyscira is because if they know it's going to be ruined. So interestingly, you're thinking Godwatch are actually similar to to the yeah. Amazons in, in mm-hmm. their mentality. Hmm. I feel like they're going to be a modern Amazon. There's, there wasn't a coincidence why that strike team that tried to take on Steve was all female. Mm. Yeah, that's a good point. So um, I love I that issue so much, that, that yeah. Steve being like Rambo. So good. Oh, it was yep. so good. Ah, this guess, book is just fantastic, isn't it? Yeah, Rucka doesn't leave things a coincidence as far as I've known reading his books. Yeah. So there's a reason for everything. But yeah, I almost feel like Godwatch are almost the modern day Amazons and they'll get to that point where she imprisons the gods. And I feel like Ares is going to have something to do with that too because those are his sons. Yeah, Another great page, of course, is uh, when Wonder Woman does jump in to save the day at the zoo. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just like, you know, oh, it's about to be hit and then she just jumps down and she blocks it. And it's just yep. one of those great Wonder Woman splashes that you get where... <laughs> Yeah. This looks great because that was beautiful. Again, fire breathing lion, goat, snake. Probably don't want to keep an open air enclosure at the zoo. <laughs> All right. I uh, feel a, a harambe situation is, is about to happen at that zoo. Yeah. Right. Let's uh, let's move on. Let's uh, go on to the Flash number sixteen. Joshua Williamson writing and Carmine D.J. Domenico on art, and mm. this is the third part of the Rose Rebellion story. Uh, flashes back in Central City. He's looking at all the the fallout of everything that happened. Which one of my favorite pages this week? I think was a double page spread of uh, Flash standing in the burned down building. I thought that looked gorgeous. Yep. I think it's so important. That he's just standing still as well. Yeah. It's there's yep. nothing going on. Yeah, it's he's just, taking in it's, what his carelessness caused. It's truly dead in terms of movement, and that's yep. kind of yep. gives you the feeling of the building. I just think it, it also. I don't think I've seen anything in the book so far, especially in the Gia Domenico's ones, where you have like just those dark browns and greys and blacks, and it's just the burned, and the, it sticks out against Flash's red bright suit. Like he's just standing in there and he's surrounded by death. It's 
It's it's the way there's only the one narration box, and it's right up in the corner, just hidden out of the way, so you yeah. really take in, and flashes off to the side as well. He's, he's, he's not the focus. Yeah, oh. so uh, really, really cool. And obviously, Heatwave, that's Heatwave's handiwork, and he mentioned, he, basically, Flash goes around, he discovers that all of the jobs they all pulled, they're, they're taking more than usual, they're doing more than usual, it feels like this is their last mm-hmm. job, because they know that they can't come back, and this is them trying mm-hmm. to get away. And he finds Heatwave, uh, he moves back at his like his parents' house that he. I mean, it was funny because I was like, wait, didn't he burn his parents down? And then by the end of the yeah. scene, he actually admits that. So it's almost like it's new information to Flash because Flash just mentions that his parents burned down at the start of the scene. Yeah. He, he says it as if he doesn't know that it's Heatwave. I also so. love how crazy Heatwave is. He's like, yeah, I came back to burn down the rest of the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, uh, man, you have the psychology to be a Batman villain there. But. Yeah, and he burns the Flash, and it's funny because I was like. Surely the Flash is that fast was enough a bit to easy. avoid yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, but that that was intentional. He brings it up. This yeah. was Flash luring him into a trap so he can he can trace Heatwave back to where the rogues are because he knows they're all going to meet up. Hey, can we talk about Captain Cold coming in like James Bond for a second though? Uh, <laughs> into the back of the boat with the with the bag. Yeah, yeah with the bag and the scuba suit, suit and he yeah. and zips it and he's dry, like yeah. in his cold costume. Yeah. and of course. Cold gets pissed at Heatwave. He's like, you idiot, that was a trap. Flash would never get mm-hmm. beaten that easily. And then Flash comes in and we get that great two-page spread of oh. Flash zooming around and hitting them all. And then we get the, the final revelation of the issue where Cold's like, you know what? I built a new gun. And he pulls out what he calls the Black Ace gun. I can't wait to see what this thing does. <laughs> yeah. Cold shit. I mean, it, if his reason already took things to absolute zero... The, the the tech that he plundered from Black Hole, right? That's her name, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Is it must stop the Speed Force? Yeah. Like, well, I yeah. Because obviously it talks about how it was used to create the Speed Force yeah. storm. It just reminds you of that, and right. it's like okay, so that that's it's not just about cold anymore. It's about Speed yeah. Force. Because I like too that that Barry couldn't figure out what uh, cold took. There was nothing that was ringing. Up and was like, no, he went to Star Labs because mm. that's where he's gonna hit him the hardest. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, no, I'm, I'm I'm loving the Rogues Rebellion stuff. Something something about the Flash versus the Rogues. It's just so magical. It's so fun. Like the last issue was great fun. With it turned out to be mirror constructs, but it was still fun. Like it was <laughs> still all the voices and stuff. Oh, yep. Pardon me. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> it's Mirror Master Pete trying to come through. Apparently, well. One of the Mirror Masters is Scottish, after all. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, McCullough. Yeah, McCulloch. Yeah. <laughs> you alright? Or is that just a oh, I'm good, Scottish man. pronunciation? Alright, good. Oh, yeah, McCulloch. That's how you pronounce it. Oh. McCulloch. <laughs> just sounds stupid, though, doesn't it? <laughs> Shut yeah, up. Yeah. A little. <laughs> just a little. Uh, Bloody Scotland. Um. Or was it? it? It it just this again. I know we say this every time he's on art, but it looks gorgeous. Jeez, oh, it does. Go. Yeah, yeah, everything's great. Yeah, it's uh, just yeah, it's it's great. It's it's so much fun. Uh, him feeling guilt. Iris trying to make him feel obviously not knowing that he's Barry, but Iris trying to make him feel better yeah. and stuff. And now nah, it's just something about the Flash versus the Rogues is just so much fun and magical. And it's the, the dynamics between them that's great. Where the, the, the dynamics between them and the Flash is great, but then the dynamics between each Rogues together. Is great, yeah. Because uh, so, even that scene at the end when it's just cold, like chastising heat waves, just yeah, so much fun. Well, those two are already on opposites all the time. Yeah, cold, you and, know? cold and hot. Yeah, cold and ice. But even their motivations, you know, cold created the whole laws of the rogues, where heat wave is kind of 
he is driven by his mania to yeah. set things on fire. And I just so I love just the relationship between those two. And of course, it's Heat Wave that brings the Flash there because he wasn't thinking. Because he never thinks. No, he just sets things on fire. He's you know pure emotional. Yeah. Rory like fire. It bright. It burns. Nice. I, I, I don't know, I really quick what to talk about. It was just super fun. Art was great, energetic, moved moved really well. Rogue Dynamics, yeah, not, nothing to complain about. So that will take us on to Titans issue 8. Uh, Dan Abnett writing and Brett Booth back on art. Ugh. So, anyway, it's not that bad. <laughs> I know it's not, not that, that good bad. Though either. It's, it's not that it's that bad. It's just like, we, we finally got someone else on like, last issue. It's like, oh, that was so good. And then this just feels like... Such a return to disappointment. That said, though, I really like this issue because it was much like a, a book I'm going to talk about later. I love that it was like a mostly a downbeat issue where it was them between big things happening. It was them yeah. in the tower. We had them all in different pairs, having their own scenes, doing their own everyday things. Uh, it was really good. Obviously, the main focus of the issue is uh, Bumblebee and Harold go to uh, is it Meta Solutions is the name of the, the company, yeah. and they're going there. It's, sort of find out about Bumblebee's powers and what's going on with that and uh, Herald reveals that he actually got rid of his they took his away by his request and uh, that's sort of going never on never do yeah. never do that that's always a setup for the bad guys but as soon as he said that I was like oh, okay yeah but this then hive. then he sees Goliath just casually strolling around flirting with secretaries Mammoth Mammoth <laughs> oh Mammoth sorry yeah Goliath who's Goliath it's a Marvel character don't worry about it though where did I get Goliath from because they're both big. It's, you know, yeah, they're synonyms. Probably. Okay, fine. But it's Mammoth. Mammoth. Yeah, he sees Mammoth walking around and he freaks out and Lilith uh, hears him. Like, through, through psychically. You know, he's, he's screaming so loud in his head that she can hear him. So the Titans show up and they go in and we see that it's actually the Fearsome Five that uh, are running this place. Yeah. Which, the dead giveaway that the guy that runs Meta Solution is Simon. Mm. And yeah. that's who's talking to Bumblebee. And at it, the end we get that reveal. Joe, it's funny that it's funny you mentioned the Action Comics was the this issue this week was the most related mm-hmm. to Lois and Clark because this is the one of Titans that's the most related to yeah, Titans. Titans, yeah. yeah, and it is starting to feel like those are essential readings for their respective runs. Keystones, yeah, not like yeah. the city, but like the actual. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, that, that that was pretty cool, and obviously at the end we see Bumblebee's. She's not in her final suit, but she's in like a like they're. Nano, yeah. nano. Uh, it's black and yellow, so it counts. Yeah, it's, it's close. Well, it's it's high. Like yeah. I just know from reading comics for years, like those that color scheme, the Fatal Five or Fearsome Five, are all that all See, involves Hive. That no match yeah. just picking his own words for <laughs> for things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Fatal Five is a is a Legion thing, so yeah. I just over misspoke. But. Yeah, uh, yeah, at least he's in the right company. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> um. So that that was all fun. It ends off obviously. Bumblebee doesn't realize there's a problem because it is it, the, the tease text for the next issue says uh, the fearsome six maybe as if she's maybe going to be on their side. The first question mark. Question mark. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that should that should be fun. But no, I liked all that stuff. My favorite stuff though, as much as I'm liking the building up Bumblebee, although calling the issue to be or not to be with, with puns. Genius move. <laughs> I approve I of so. that. Uh, I, I'm I'm 50-50 on it. You read Red Hood for six issues. You don't just shut up. Anything. Don't remind me. <laughs> Which, by the way, Red Hood would have been this this episode had he still read 
the new Astro. I didn't even read Superwoman and some <laughs> other stuff, like I was going to read Red Hood. I like how he's keeping that a secret. He's like, and other stuff. Well, I'm going to tell you when we get to them. Uh, I'm hmm. going to spoil the surprise. I, I have my yeah. suspicions. Um, so, no, maybe, maybe, maybe that's the solution just before we carry on. Well, every time we get to a new book, if you think it's the one, <laughs> yeah, put it out there like, oh, is this the one? Oh, I don't know. If it's oh, the one, but... I will put the Red Hood, Red Hood button on. Well, that doesn't really have the audio listeners. It doesn't, but it'll amuse me all the same. Yeah, but you'll hear me laughing like an idiot, so you'll know. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, yeah, but my favourite stuff, though, was the day-to-day, sort of day in life. Uh, you know, Dick talking to Wally about Linda, and uh, Donna talking about her past, and she brings out that she's a photographer, uh, which is one of her old character traits that hasn't been mentioned in a while, which is pretty cool. Uh, and then Lilith and Garth are sort of training... And just yeah, I like all this. I like this is what I like about the Titans and I like the the, the group dynamics. You know, what Wally talking about uh, Superman's advice and Dick kind of joking. Well, if Batman gave me advice, it'd be ignore all romantic uh, yeah. possibilities and focus on your chi. Yeah. <laughs> it's also mind Catwoman or Talia. You know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if someone shows up in a skin tight cat suit then it's time to f- focus less on your chi and more on the, the cat suit. Well, you start focusing your, you're focusing your chi into other areas, <laughs> right? Uh, hey, cat woman, can I enter your back cave? I'll, st- I'll stop now. That was awful. As you should. <laughs> that makes it sound way worse than it should. Uh, to get back onto something on this issue. The, uh, I'm sure there's a uh, bat pole as... pun I can make as well somewhere, but I'll, I'll, I'm going to leave. Connor, continue. What, what were you going to say? I was saying that as much as the stay in the life stuff is by far the best part of the issue, it's it's you know it's the interesting stuff, the character beats. Hmm. It's also the part that highlights Booth being back the most because uh, yeah. he just can't handle them anywhere near as well he, as he can he, action he, scenes. He's better yeah doing action than he is doing the the conversation stuff, but yeah. it's not. It's... Proportions is what drives me the most nuts. Yeah. Is like arms are like four times the length that they should be. And that, that's a little bit of an exaggeration. Well, so I'm reading it. <laughs> maybe that's why yeah, Booth should. Nuts. Maybe that's why Booth should that? be drawing the uh, the Batman sex issues if if appendages are looking four four times longer than <laughs> they know. should be. <laughs> I'm just you know this goes all the way back to his Titans work I read in his Nightwing and, mm. and his Nightwing was the easiest one to stomach for me because I felt like so the much of it there. was yeah so much of it was in motion and. There was yeah. a lot of action there. Same with this flash, but like, like Connor's saying, when it's not in motion, it just really stands out and looks yeah. 90s-esque in the worst way yeah. to me. So, yeah. our, our sp- but I'm actually, I think this book's really found its footing now after the, the first arc, but this and the last issue. Yeah. Them being in the tower, them hanging out, them doing new plots and like Bumblebee coming in, I'm really, it's really finding its stride for me. Uh, obviously art is an issue, but it's not yeah. terrible either. No, so it's, it's not a deal breaker. At best, I'd say I'd say it's pretty good during the action, but then when you get to the, the yeah, other stuff, when it's... the important stuff. <laughs> no, that's just fifty-fifty. It's all important. Nah, this is more important. The action's just action. Uh, in a comic book, uh, action is not important. Super superheroes. Saying, well, no, that, that's my point. It, it's it's a combo. Kind of, of course, there's going to be action. That that's that's fine. But the important stuff is is the character stuff that sets it apart as to what it is on its own. As what is this comic? Why am I here? If it's just action, I can get it in any other comic. 
Yeah, but you want to balance. Sure. I, my, my point is, though, is that you shouldn't be coming to read this just for the action. My point is just that the art isn't always uh, okay. bad. I'm being harsh just because I'm disappointed after the last issue. But yeah. Fine. Yeah. That's fine. The reason why I think you should read it is because you care about the characters and the writing's pretty good. That's why I yeah. think you should read it. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, that's just Carr picking a fight and a point that no one really made that he likes to do occasionally because he gets. I get, I get bored occasionally. It's like ah, uh, there's not been an argument in a while. Let's let's, let's have one. <laughs> right, I don't even need someone to argue against. I just just like to have an argument. Let's move on to Supergirl issue 6. Steve Orlando writing and Brian Ching on art. This is the end of the first arc uh, yep. with Cyborg Superman and all that. It was a lot of action. As we said, we had Supergirl punching yep. Cyborg Superman through Argo City, which was floating above National <laughs> City. Again, uh, showing her recklessness. And going, maybe you shouldn't punch him through it. Hmm. That's going to make it crash. She makes sure it hits the water. It goes... Uh, no, she does. Uh, ends up, okay. I'm still saying... You know, yeah, it made uh, for a cool visual still. It would be. I I really enjoyed this issue. I enjoyed the last one as well a lot. Uh, I thought the action stuff was great. Some great teases of things to come. Supergirl has some great, great character beats when she's kind of like being sympathetic to her father, but still like no, because insp- that that page where she's like a, you're wrong about why I'm here, and she she's using her super hearing to hear all the other people talk, and they're yep. all and it inspires her because they're all saying, oh, Supergirl looks like she needs help or she's not alone kind of stuff. Yeah, uh, it was good. Car didn't read this, did you, Connor? Nope. No, I didn't. Uh, I can tell. <laughs> no, I was you? trying to signal you to hit the button when he's taking yeah. a drink. Yeah. I couldn't think yeah. of a way. The new rule is, is that when he's not read something that he was meant to read, it's he's going to have to button up the entire time we talk about it. Hey, sorry, you, you, I, I'm not meant to read this. Uh, I I read what I want want to read and what I choose to read. Other than the, read, the last six issues of Red Hood, shut Red up. Hood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't choose to read those. Yeah. Okay, you were expected to read. There was no indication yeah, well. that you wouldn't read this. Yeah, well, again, this week, I can't blame him. Although, the ones I would have missed it don't involve Supergirl. Oh, yeah, Supergirl was great. great. No, yeah. this, they, they weren't intentionally missed. It was, I kind of read some of my favorite stuff first. I read the ones I was like, well, I can't miss JLA, can I? Mm-mm. I can't leave that till last, just in case. Because I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm busy this week, you know, there's stuff going on. All right. And, uh, you didn't even just... read another book, but you told us about that in the, the beginning. Well, that was that was, that was different, though. That one. Yeah. That yeah. wasn't even in. This was out of time. That one's completely different. We'll get to that. Yep. But no, I, no. But Supergirl. It's great. It was a nice cap yeah. to, to the storyline, and has some nice resolutions with Argo City, and yeah. you know what it means for Obvious. National City going forward. Yeah, and obviously, yeah, because of course they set up the idea that Argo City is actually still in the water, and there's, there's the FBI yeah. and NASA are actually creeping down there and looking at stuff and seeing what they can find. DEO is trying to lay claim to it because yeah. you know they operate out national. Yeah, so that should be cool going forward. There's also, uh, hold on, what was it called here? I've got it noted down. Uh, oh, the project called DNA DN Angel. Uh, that's hard to say. Yeah, uh, that's a good name. Yeah, the, the, little, little Peter David hints there. Yeah, you think? The, yeah. They mentioned well, cause they also mentioned at one point he goes to Doctor Veritas and Chase is yeah. like, right, uh, what, what's her face, Cat Grant and all that are doing the signal. They're trying to get the signal to like disrupt all the the <laughs> robots that are going on, all the cyborgs. Yeah. Uh, it's like uh, the secret weapon could be ready, and Chase says, no, we won't use that. But you see, like a, a very almost Superwoman esque outfit in this like container, yeah. uh, sort of Superman Red style. 
And I was like, oh, what's this? And then they mentioned DN Angel at the end. I'm like, oh, what's all this stuff that they're teasing at now for the future? Oh. It also goes to the animated series Supergirl that where she was created in the lab, right? Like mm. they kind of took Superboy's story for her. Mm. And and I just I like when they throw homages to other versions it, in there. It is interesting if they're going to bring in like nineties uh, Matrix Supergirl as like a sort of supporting yeah. character as a separate thing along with yeah. Uh, the regular Supergirl. Yeah. That'd be, be kind of cool. It kind of respects both, but acknowledging at the yeah. same time that Kara Zor-El is the main one that we kind of want well, as Supergirl. And, yeah, and that's what I liked about when uh, Jeff Loeb and Michael Turner brought her back. It was like, oh no, the Supergirl you guys thought you'd known isn't the actual... You know, this one's really Clark's cousin. Yeah. Got here late because of the meteors. And, you know, you're supposed to watch over him. So you can have both. Like, why not? Yeah. Oh, why not? And uh, Cat gets into Cat Grant's. Oh, sorry, Kara gets into Cat Grant's uh, program, program uh, because Ruble sort of covers for her. Uh, so yeah. we get a little bit of friendship bonding there, which is cool. Uh, she has that group with Ember. She's making dinner for uh, Jeremiah and uh, yeah, the mom, mom, yeah, Danvers, something Danvers. Oh God, yeah. Eliza. Yep. Eliza yeah. Dunthorpe? Yeah. There you go. Got it. Uh, so she's making dinner for them, and the, the, the pagers, not the pagers, it's not, it's not 1997, but the, the, their phones go off beeping, they're, they're being messaged by Chase because stuff's going on. We actually see in the other scene it's because uh, they've made progress with the, the Kryptonian werewolf. Uh, at, La. Yeah. Laron. I forgot about that. Laron, yeah. Uh, not me. That's coming back. <laughs> you you wouldn't, Matt. <laughs> yeah. So they're they're going to go there. But what I love is that the page ends and like Supergirl instead of being burdened, she because like, obviously she's very angsty in the first few issues, but she's learned to like find she's found her smile as it were, and she's like, nah, this means I've got work to do. And we get that full page spread of her opening her shirt and revealing the the logo, yeah, classic style. Can we get more of the school stuff next, please? I think we will. I'd like a break. Yeah, you know, take take a break yeah. from the, from whatever this next duck is, and just just give me some yeah, some I'm school glad issues. We're... We're past the Zor-El cyborg Superman. Yeah. Because I was never really down with that. Although I liked the, the plot, but... Yeah, no, I, I, thought, I thought it was fun. And they have him at the end. They don't kill him. He's in, like, a... No. Uh, stasis chamber. A stasis chamber. They don't kill him. With uh, everyone well, else. Not the Snyderverse. Let's let's not be hasty. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it just it says that this idea that Supergirl is compassionate and she's going to try and rehabilitate him. It's not just going to give up on him and cast him aside. She's going to try... That's what heroes do. Heroes uh, don't give up and give in to even, even Batman rehabilitates. Yeah. In the DCU, not in the yeah. DCCU. No. DCECU. DCECU. <laughs> DCACU. What's the A stand for? Well, I was trying to make it animated, but never mind. All right, all right, okay. DCAU. There it was. <laughs> I had an extra C in there I didn't need. Yeah, yeah, you were throwing us all off there. <laughs> Alphabet soup. Look, clearly yeah. the the best outside of just DCU is is, is DCW. What? Lust. <laughs> See, oh, of... CW. Oh, I get it. All right, good. I was, yeah. to, I was trying to think of what W stood for. I'm like, what? Uh, uh, you only need the one C because D- otherwise it's just clunky. DCCW. Yeah, that's just clunky. <laughs> DWCW. That kind of works. DWCW. <laughs> anyway, Supergirl was really good. I enjoyed it. I've enjoyed this first arc. I like what it's set up going forward. Um, 
I think it's really fun and poppy, and the colours are really bright and uh, vivid, and I love the art style. So, ah, super. I've, I've liked Supergirl the whole way through, but uh, this was a nice cap on the on the arc. I agree. Uh, yeah, for brain chain, it's art's just always great. Yeah, I, I agree on that. That'll take us on to New Superman issue eight. Gene Lun Yang on writing and Billy Tan on art, and. This was uh, the second half of the two-parter we started last issue with uh, him trying to like gain favor of this uh, sensei, basically the sensei, the yeah. sensei and trainer. Yeah, and he's yeah, wanting him to train him. So he basically uh, he says, "All right, if you can," he blindfolds him, says, "All right, if you can hit me once, once. before I hit you eight ta- eight times, uh, I'll train you. You've proved you're worthy to me." And basically, he gets hit seven times really easily. But then Keenan rushes off because he hears that there's someone in trouble outside because his super hearing kicks well, in. Well, because he tells him, uh, I Ching tells him, like, you need to stop and listen before, and then it kicks in. Oh, so- true, yeah. It does that Three Ninjas thing where like, you have to listen yeah. to everything around you. Uh, yeah. And what gets me is it's a very Chinese take on Superman where, yeah, he has all these powers, but as of right now, it seems like he can only use one at a time. Yeah. So he has to focus all of his stuff to his hearing, and then when it goes to that way, he can't not hear everything. Yeah, it's basically, it's kind of so, that typical thing where whenever Superman first gets his super hearing, it's like hard yeah. to control and he's hearing everything. And yep. basically, he hears stuff outside, so he rushes out to save people around him. Uh, someone's about to get hit by a truck, he saves them, he saves other people. Mm-hmm. And when he tracks him down later, he like he explains the whole like why is your symbol an octagon, and he says, oh, it's this mystical, yep. these mystical symbols, and it means this. And that's why your S is in there. So, because he explains that oh, it means multiple things. Yeah, it means hope on Krypton. It means S on Earth. And in these symbols, it means your your destiny or whatever. And uh, it just any any set me on a Wikipedia journey into <laughs> what each of these symbols mean. And I gotta give Yang credit for working all this in because he's creating brand new Superman mythos. Yeah, you know, yeah. in 2017. And as that really nice moment at the end of this scene where. He holds up his hand and says, and Keenan's like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm letting you get a hit in before I land my eighth. It's like, he's giving him, he's deciding that he wants to train him because he's seen yep. the good in him. And it's just a really cool yep. moment. Uh, and on the other side of things, in terms of the main plots, obviously we had Baxi, uh, and Connor's not read this, clearly. Well, no, he, he gave us I, I dropped this. I oh, didn't I so he did. So he either. did. All right. In my defense. Yeah. Um, Remember, I was going to drop until the end of that issue. I was going to. The end of the first arc. Out. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, right, this this one I didn't plan yeah. to read. Fair enough. You're abstained from this yeah. one. Anyway. So, I, I had some problem with the Baishi story coming up, uh, but I'll let you finish saying what's going on. Oh, yeah. So, Baxi's, Baxi's fighting this uh, this other guy who wants to be the Batman, yeah. and they're doing this training simulation, but someone's rigging it down below, and yeah. Delane goes down to solve it, and she sees who it is, and she's like, oh my god, it's you. And we don't get to see who it is until later. Yep. And it turns out that it's Baxi's sister, who wins the fight, by the way. He ends up winning uh, yeah. when all things are fair. He actually... Uh, yeah, he, sa- his... he saves one of his teachers, because one of the teachers steps in, and the other kid's like a nut job who grabs him and is like, I'm going to kill him if you don't give him the kill. He's like... He's too unstable to be Batman of China. He, oh, that's why he's not. And yeah, Baxi does what, what he does best and talks the dude down, saves the teacher, but... Well, you see he talks so him down. Sis- he, he hands on his cool, and he, he's... His cowl emits gas that knocks him out. <laughs> but he gets him to that point where he can hand him the cowl. Yeah. You know, like, that's what I've liked about this character from the beginning is 
he's the complete opposite of Keenan, where mm. Keenan's all go and, and no – well, it's usually all go and no show, but that, yeah. that's not Keenan. Well, he's both. He's all go and all show. It ties into the whole idea, even what we talked about in Detective, that Batman always prepares. Yeah. Like, that's basically what Baxi yeah. says to the other guys. Like, it's not yeah. about being the best fighter in the room. It's that I always think things through. Fair. Yeah. So. Exactly. And yeah. I guess my problem with his sister being, I, I get her point is like, well, now that you're Batman, we can't be together and you're all I have in the world. And I, you know, I miss you, but I just feel her creating a supervillain persona of the alpaca and tagging up the school and stuff. It was a little bit out of left field. Well, it was kind of tiny. It felt kind of like it was meant to go along with what uh, Keenan's dad was and that he was one of these freedom fighters. He wants democracy in China and she wants this too. And it's going to give back his own kind of plot in that that way where he's got his sister. Mm -hmm. And it's really sad at the end because it's uh, Lunar New Year. That they're celebrating, yep. and at the end of this, year, you see like them having family. Delane's come with his family to have dinner, and his yep. sister's not there because his sister's presumably locked up uh, for yep. crimes at that particular moment. And it's kind of really sad. Yep. And uh, at the very least, I like I like these three core characters a lot, and they're really Me building too. up the mythology around them. And I think that's that's really really cool. It feels like it's just. I feel like someday, as long as it doesn't get cancelled, I feel like someday there's going to be a nice couple of omnibuses of this, and it's just going to be one big story. That it's going to read really well. It's yeah. It's almost it's a very like reasonably well. Like yeah. so, it shouldn't get cancelled anytime soon. Yeah, I'm not yeah. Just... I've, I've I've heard people say this is their favorite Superman book, even over the main title. And I mean, I can see how they would justify that. For, for me, it's not. But I get that. Obviously. It's a very well. It's a very image take on Superman to where it's kind of set in its own thing. Yeah. You know, it could almost be a, its own. You know, Elseworlds, if it wanted to but be. At the same time, it doesn't shun away from no, the actual Superman stuff, which is really cool. It's like incorporating it, but it's saying, no, there can be more, more interpretations yeah. and there could be more stuff added to it. And... Yep. So that's no, yeah. really cool. Because every time I. There's another one where it's like, well, maybe if I don't have time, but I read the issue, I was like, man, that was fantastic. Yeah. But that's how I felt with a lot of Yang's Superman run, too, because you had like the, the Hero Fight Club that was actually like pro wrestling. Mm. And they were all gods, you know, and they had to use that so they could remain gods and word yeah. fame and all that I, stuff. I had, I had issues with what the, the the whole New 52 Superman stuff was doing when he had a hold of it, but New Superman yeah. is really impressing me. And we need to talk about the last scene, the last couple of pages, because, yep. oh boy. Uh, so, again, tying into stuff from before Rebirth started, this actually referenced directly the last days of Superman. Which yep. uh, remember the Chinese Superman that showed up in that arc and was like dangerous. It was all crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which we're now calling Superman Zero, which I like. We've got a name for him. That's cool. Yep. It's easy to remember. Superman Zero, and so someone breaks him out of the uh, the crab prison that they've got uh, underwater that they've established before, and we we see this person's talking to them. He's like, yeah, "I'm breaking you out because we have to do stuff and be evil, and no superheroes would exist if it wasn't for me. I'm I am the beginning of all of it." And when you turn to the last page, it, tur- it turns out he's right. He is the beginning of it because he's from the front cover of Detective Comics issue one, which even predates Superman's existence. And yep. uh, the character's called <laughs> Fu On You. And he's got the... <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't know that was his name. And he's got the, 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 the long moustache. Fu Manchu. Oh, oh, yeah, honestly, it would be the most racist thing ever, which is probably why they've not used them in a long time. But because we've oh, got yeah. because we've got uh, a Chinese writer writing the book, and 
presumably he's got plans for him that he's going to subvert and he's going to do things with. You yep. feel kind of okay. It's like, oh, fine. I assume he's got something he wants to do with him. If this was anyone else, if this was a, a, any other writer that wasn't Chinese, I'd be like, oh, oh, this is going to a bad place. But I'll trust in, uh, in Lang and Yang. So. Yep. Well, the fact that he gets to bring this character back, yeah, you know, and make him relevant in in a time from comics where, you know, they weren't as careful with how they yeah. represented certain cultures, and yeah. yeah. So, so presumably he wants to take it and turn it on its head and do his own thing with yep. it and point out the absurdity and possibly even be satirical with it. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, makes sense. I'll be references how he was forgotten. Yeah, I didn't actually know his name either. I looked it up because I thought, oh, we're going to talk yeah. about it. I want to have his name. And when I seen his name, I did kind of like, oh, Jesus Christ, this was racist as hell when they wrote this. Uh, which, by the way, he was created by the same two creators of Superman. Just uh, <laughs> if you were curious. Siegel <laughs> uh, and kind Schuster. Of interesting. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, not, not to stick up, up for that stuff. type of. Uh, insensitivity, but it was a completely different era. Oh, of course of, it was. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. Something you just have to go with, isn't it? It's like, well, yep. we can't change that past. No, that's just no. how it was now, and we have to deal with that. But but Yang taking it and maybe doing his own thing with it, and obviously going with it yeah. with a more modern sensibility, I'm sure will be an interesting avenue. Uh, I will say this though: I was not expecting it when I turned the page. Oh no! Would neither. anyone ever expect that? No, this is. Do you know how comics they like to do this thing with a shot last page or someone's returned? This is as far back as you could possibly go in the DC universe because it's Detective <laughs> yeah. Comics issue goddamn one. <laughs> yeah, we're DC, which people, if you forget, DC is Detective Comics. Yeah, yeah. that's where they got it from. You can't go further so back than it's this. Detective Comics, comics. Yes, but people just go with it because it sounds good. Yeah, because right. DC Comics just sounds good. So, all right, that's uh, your Superman. Just, that. Quick question before you move on. The events of Superman uh, the with Keenan, have they taken place in this book yet? I think so, because they were celebrating Lunar New Year. Yes. Right, okay. So. Yeah, I think they did, yeah. Uh, so that'll take us on to Deathstroke issue 12, which is written by Christopher Priest and art by Joe Bennett. Uh, this is supposed to be Matt and Connor talking about it, but Connor mm. gets his button, because he's well, slacking. This, this one's even worse, because I love Deathstroke, and I, I just forgot it was out this week. <laughs> it's not even like I ran out of time. I just, I just, yeah. I, I didn't even pick up the issue. Well, I just forgot about it. So it turns out you missed like one of the best issues outside oh, of the it, Chicago, oh, because a... this is the issue where everything finally starts coming together. See, this and is interesting. I was so happy because I was kind of in a cloud of like, yeah, I'm liking what I'm reading, but I don't know what's going on. So hopefully it pays off, and it finally starts to. So about time. Yeah. Not not to give I'm not gonna give too much away, give it super in depth, but you find out that they confirm that Deathstroke did put out a hit on his daughter just to spend time with her. Because <laughs> under the threat of a hit is how, you know, he can bond. And she's still staying with her family up in Michigan, I think that's where she's at, or Minnesota. One of those northernly US states. And someone comes to marry her. And she's like, do you know who my dad is? And you know who I am? He's like, yeah, that's why I have to marry you. Because if I marry you, he can't kill me. Jesus. Yeah, and that, that's all we get with Rose. But with Deathstroke is everything that he's been put up to this entire time from 
the whole thing with the suit, with the icon suit and Jericho and Jazeki has all been playing for Jazeki to get that aircraft carrier that he took from the drug lord. Oh, okay. And in order to get that, uh, the aircraft carrier, Jazeki gets the best thief he knows, who we've seen in the pages of Nightwing, and that's Raptor. Oh, so, oh crap, Raptor's in this? It's yep, just, so Raptor just, shows just up. Just when Pete was like, no, I'm good, I don't want to read yep. this, even though the last issue was good. He's like, oh, baby. Well, and they, they mentioned, nah. too, so <laughs> while he's locked up, all of that other stuff in Chicago had gone down. And so he drops on the guy that was interrogating him two issues ago. He's like, you guys can't prove that I'm Slade Wilson and that Slade Wilson and Deathstroke are the same because while you guys had me locked up, Deathstroke was killing people in Chicago. <laughs> so here, I'm countersuing you for misrepresentation. And if you want to prove it, you got to prove Slade and Deathstroke are the same person. Which you can't. So, I love Slade. Yeah. And um, at the beginning of the issue, he goes to – it's like a flash forward. He goes to the mother of the – so the guy that was running the website for him, hmm. who Slade was dating his mother all those years ago, who had the hit put out on Rose, he shows up at her house, and she's like, well, no, you really shouldn't kill him. He's like, well, I'm here to do what I need to do. And it's revealed that Slade's gone blind. So even in his good eye, he can't see out of now. So whatever has happened since... Interesting, because yeah. that's a recent yeah. development then. Yep. Uh, the issue ends with Raptor in the icon suit, and him and Slade facing off. So the next issue should be Raptor, Raptor has the icon Raptor. suit. Has the icon suit. Oh, I I still need to read this issue as soon as well. Yes, you do. It's, it was. It's really cool that Raptor's popped up in something else. Yep. Really, really. Well, cool. they even bring up his his gypsy background and his whole getting him to where he can get the icon suit, and it deals with him having to put on that gypsy charm where he gets people to trust him. Like like he did with Nightwing, so it's just Priest doing his homework on a character, and it's it's good. Like he just said, you get these characters that are brand new showing up in books where it makes sense that they, you know, show up. Nice He's not being shoehorned uh, in there. Nice the editorial are doing their job well. Yep. Yeah, and it's cool but, because yeah. as much as it makes sense that he shows up in Deathstroke, it's also not expected either. Like it's not like oh, I'd expect no. the Nightwing villain that was That's there. That's the thing. To... If he if he never showed up out of anything else. You know, for for a good few years, I don't think anyone would have been surprised in the slightest. No, no. so it's really, it's really uh, cool. That's a really cool thing. Uh, all right, uh, that'll take us on to Batgirl and the Birds of Prey issue seven. Julian, Shauna Benson writing, clear row on art. Uh, it's just me that reads this one. We're into mm-hmm. this section of the show. Yeah, I've got a long time with that book. I've read it. <laughs> uh, you're just sitting there twiddling your thumbs. Uh, um, I, is, it, is it nice? Is it nice it is, on a Tuesday like... or on a Tuesday in the second week? <laughs> Not to have so much to read. It's like, oh, I'll get used to this. This might have to become a recurring thing. Yeah, yeah, but two of them are at least issues that were really good that he's regretting deeply. At least one I'm massively regretting. Anyway, so this is uh, issue seven. This was a standalone issue for the most part, and I liked it a lot. This this was... It starts off, actually, with uh, them fighting this villain who can basically take the... uh, the constellations and turn them into actual things so that they fight with these crystals. It was a really wacky idea, but it was, it was cool. So, so please tell me he takes the Big Dipper and turns it into a giant ladle 
and he just starts walloping on Huntress. Not Huntress that just one. Takes from him. Not that one. The ones uh. that were actually things that could fight. But that's just kind of the setup at the start of the issue. The actual main plot is something that's been teased a couple of times throughout. Is that the the, the realtors who sold Barbara the clock tower keep mm-hmm. trying to break in for some reason, and that's what this issue is about. And basically, they look into the history of uh, all the buildings and. They eventually find out that the uh, there was like a robbery years and years ago, and the villain planked like all this all these gold bars somewhere in the clock tower. So that's why they're trying to break in. They're trying to find their their fortune. And uh, but the real fun of the issue is though is that Helena and uh, Canary go undercover as people looking for houses, and the realtors oh, like okay. show them around all these different houses, and all of them are cheap because a villain was here at some point. And it actually, in a really fun, neat way, ties into a lot of things that have been going on. The apartment yeah. building that Riddler blew up in the backup in All-Star Batman, they go to that building. Uh, no, editorial doing their job again. Yeah, they go to the apartment that's empty because Selena's not there anymore. Uh, right. They mention there's too many cats and that's what you get kicked out. Uh, and there's a few other ones. Uh, they mention what one I think was... Was it Penguin's old place? I don't know. But they went to like four or five, and it was like this constant running joke where they they kept saying, oh, it was this villain that did this, it was this villain that did that. Uh, but the, the strength of the book has always been the character interactions, and that was just on top form in this one. Uh, Helena complaining that she's wearing a blonde wig while they're undercover. Uh, <laughs> all, all the bickering around uh, with New Oracle, and Barbara actually acts more like Oracle in this issue because she's sort of at home doing computer stuff while they're undercover. Uh, and it just makes for a really, really fun time. And at the end, and also, Black Canary offers uh, Huntress. Helena doesn't have a place to go at night after they beat the villain at the start. So, oh, you can come back and sleep in my couch. And she goes goes to her place, and it turns out she has no furniture. And again, connecting it to continuity, she's like, oh, yeah, I've not really filled the place up with much because I've been spending so much time in Seattle with Ollie. Uh, she, and she hands her a pile of t-shirts to sleep on the floor and Helena complains about it and she's complaining the next day. Uh, so at the end of the issue she's actually staying with uh, Babs for now, for at least a couple of days. But yeah, at the end of the issue is actually the most fun part where they've, they've solved the problem and they're together and they realise it's Valentine's Day and Ollie's calling Dinah and be like, where are you? And she's sort of like, oh, he can, he's, he's letting me wait a lot, I'll just let him wait tonight. And uh, Barbara looks at her phone and she, it's Dick's relationship status on social networking uh-huh. and it says in a relationship and I'm like, oh, maybe that's kind of tying Aww. up with Sean from Nightwing. I'm like, oh, all these things just kind of tying together. Uh, so they decide to s- stay together and eat food and maybe watch movies and stuff. And uh, yeah. it, it ends with this full page spread of them all fighting over the food and Dinah's got her mouth full and she's like, I'll be wrong around there. And she's got her mouth full of food. Uh, this was a super fun issue. Not not a serious issue. Not a issue with the plots important. Just fun. Them on a little adventure. Nice yeah. Again, day in the life type issue, kinda. Uh, that neatly tied into a lot of things that were going on. Because they actually mentioned that Dinah's with Oliver and is often in Seattle and so on, which they've not really mentioned until now. So it's good. Uh, the only other point is that the new Oracle guy is apparently a bit of a player on the internet. He has lots of escape dates on Valentine's Day. And they bring this up oh. for some reason. But uh, no, I enjoyed this one a lot. This is probably my favourite issue of this so far. A lot of fun. Cool. <laughs> uh, that'll take us on to something that only Connor's read, which is Hal Jordan. Finally! 
Hal Jordan in the Green Lantern Corps, issue 14, Robert Vendetti writing and Rafa Sandoval on art. I can I can stop talking for a while now. On you go. Do you know I really like this issue a lot. So it opens with Space Cabbie. When was the last time you saw Space Cabbie? I can't remember. It's been a while. Yeah. So you open with him just doing his thing and then Guy Gardner pops up and starts interrogating him, basically going, look, you've been ferrying ferrying people around and you need to find some Sinestros and you're going you're gonna to give me some information, damn it. And that, that, that's just literally like the, just the start of the issue. And then it cuts back to Mogo because we're finally back on Mogo because everyone's safe after the last arc and it's all cool. And they're having a big meeting. John and Hal have their little meal because it explained what went on at the 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 bollocks half of Venditti's last bit of the run, where <laughs> the bollocks half, yes, <laughs> the, the, the bollocks half, yeah, because the first it wasn't great, but it was like, yeah, it's, it's okay, and then it went off the rails with DCU, you know, and and Hal had the the glove thing. Yeah, that's DCYOU, not just you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, and uh. Because obviously back then, Hal's thing was he was taking the blame for all the shit that the core had done. So that's why he was an outlaw of something. I don't really know. John didn't really know either. He was like, that was a bloody stupid idea, wasn't it? And he goes, ah, makes sense that you came up with it because only you would. And they they, uh, agree that John will stay the leader of the core because he's earned that and he's proved that he can and he's got all the greens that are around in in a room and all the sinestros are in the room all the ones that were uh loyal to saranek at least mm-hmm. and they agree that they are going to work together they're going to pair up as one green one yellow and and take and take the beat like that so that's going to hopefully be pretty interesting because, how? I mean, we, we've never really seen them work together at all. So seeing them on a on a personal basis with a, with individual partnerships should be interesting, I think. But then, aside from that, the two guardians send off Hal and Kyle to go and do something. They're they're pretty vague. They're like, oh, you should go check out this planet because there's stuff there. And hey, hey, Kyle, maybe uh, calibrate your ring to look for some hope. And they're really unsubtle about it. And and basically, there's these big. They go to this lava planet. There's these big beasts that I'm not really sure how to describe. They're kind of like dragon bats, with lots of arms. They they're just this big freakish things. Just stuff to fight, basically. And then it gets to the last page that reveals Saint Walker is is there, and he is alive and just struggling to maintain hope by the look of things. What is like the solo blue lantern? Yeah. Uh. Yeah, pretty much. He's just there, just all all this stuff is just coming down on him, all these monsters, and he's just there with the with the blue light and you've got the the two of them coming in to save him basically, next issue I assume. And that's pretty cool. Like Say Walker. He hasn't been around in in a good while now. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sounds like stuff I'd want to read, and then it's Venditti, so I can't. See, I, I, I get that, but this is actually really good. The The run's kind of evened out a lot, because it was... You know, I kept saying it for the first six issues or so, where mm. it was 
an issue of Hal, and it was really mediocre, and then an issue of the core, and it was really good. It starts to feel like it's evening out because it's it's a mm-hmm. uh, it's a lot more even screen time, so to speak, of of Hal and the rest of the core in each issue, even though they do immediately just split them back up again, which was a little bit frustrating. It's like they, they were finally together. And it was like okay, we can move forward and just have it be one thing. And they're like, no, Hal, off you go. You can go do something else for a bit because we need we need to keep you separate and have your own plot, which is a bit frustrating. But it, it was pretty good, and I'd, I'd recommend getting back on if if it wasn't a a week two book, Matt. Aye, <laughs> uh, week two book was double shipping as well. Yeah, I can't. I, mean, really. I like the Gardner and Space Cabby stuff. I mean, that sounds great, but. I'd almost rather just have a Guy Gardner series where he gets to do that stuff and that would be great. Gets to be, gets to be like the loose cannon cop and you know that is probably the... constantly threatens his badge. Yeah, it's probably the biggest problem with this book that a lot of the core kind of gets the the short end of the stick because there's only so much they can do with the one book for everyone. Yeah, and it's tough. They're trying. The guys had a lot of great moments peppered throughout, just maybe not enough. But, yeah. Yeah. Alright, uh, that's uh, Hal Jordan. That'll take us on to Dead Man, Dark Mansion of Forbidden Love, issue 3, uh, written by Sarah Vaughan and art by Alan Medina. This, of course, is the third and final sort of double-sized issue, uh, closing off this. And basically, basically we find out that Nathan, the, the actual boyfriend who proposed at the end of the mm-hmm. last issue, is actually an evil immortal who has been using the evil of the house and dark magics to stay alive, and he keeps coming back here to rename him. So he, he's he was, the original. He's, he's the Glenn original. Glenn Cortis' original home. Yeah. He, he, he was actually the one who murdered uh, Adriana? What's it? Adelia. Adelia. Yeah. There you go. Uh, he's the one who actually murdered her, and now he's yep. like here, and he's evil. And that, that's, and that's what, what's tied her to the house, is that basically her being his sacrifice is what originally granted immortality. So in order for him to maintain the immortality, he has to go back and constantly bind her to the house. And to bind yeah. her to the house, he has to keep murdering fiancés. Yes. So and... there's a very grim fairy tale vibe to yeah. this issue. Yeah. It's almost Bluebeard. And again, I feel like this would be like the best Dead Man movie. Like, they choose to oh. adapt it. Like yeah. to do a gothic horror version of a superhero. Like, I think this is a, this is a perfect trade. Like I think reading this start yep. to finish, it'll just work out so well. Yep. Uh, we we find out, of course, that that's why Nathan keeps getting worse and worse headaches, is because it's Adelia. She's fighting back. Yeah, yeah. she's fighting back. She's fighting back finally. Kind of stuff. Uh, and it, that's kind of the big revelation. A lot of the issue is like showing these flashbacks of him through all the the yep. years as he's different personas and stuff. You so it's it's actually only the second half of the issue that's that because again it makes really great use of the, the yeah, splitting its chapters. Half. So the first mm-hmm. half is kind of all the the mystery and just playing up the house, uh, you know, yeah. like what we've been doing. Especially the fallout of everything that happened at the end of the last one. It's like, oh, yeah, uh, Adelia went dark there. We had to fight her. Yeah. Dead man tried to fight her, yeah. and eventually it calmed down. But why is it going on? What's going on? And the reason why everything actually comes to light is because. Dead man eventually takes over Nathan. He goes in, and that's the way he gets the memories. And then, yeah, and I really like that. It's the first time the the structure has felt really special because it's it shifts as he goes into him, and it's like, okay, this is still Dead Man's perspective, but we're seeing all these events still yeah. in the past. I thought that was really clever. 
Yeah. Uh, and it just, it just it kind of it kind of ends exactly what you'd think it would. Uh, they eventually are able to get out, and they actually burn the house down. Uh, but I do like that she grabs the the, the pot that or the the the, ditch, the, the little bowl. dish, yeah, that she, yeah. Broke. broke in the first issue, and makes sure that grabs out. So uh, her, her and Sam seem like they're going to be a be a thing now. They seem to be happy. Uh, yeah. Dead man goes off because he hears someone else is in trouble, and it's kind of. Yeah, it's a nice, nice dark gothic ghost story, but with a fairly happy ending. And we we praised this a lot the last couple of issues, and I think all of those all those uh, compliments still still persist. Yeah. It's still a really good art's really nice, very gothic and dark, and the reds really stick out. And uh, yeah, I think this is going to be a great trade. I think this is a great. You want a dead man story? Here you go. Here's yeah, I do think story. this will be one of those defining dead man stories because I mean, how many does he really have? I can't think of any. <laughs> exactly. But Jake, I think this... if you're listening, let us know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think this will be the one where people go, oh, you, you like the idea of Dead Man? Because he pops up here and there. And yeah. I, I'm, yeah. I'm kind of like that. It's like, I like Dead Man. But you know, what story do you, you go, okay, here, take this and read it and yeah. you'll, you'll love this. Yeah, now we have yeah. one. And it, it shows yeah. what he's like and it does it in a really cool story with other characters. I wouldn't be opposed to revisiting these characters down the line at some point if there's a reason no. to do it. No, because they've they've got the stuff as well. Obviously, she can see ghosts, and Sam's immune. Yeah, Sam's immune I to being infected yeah. with ghosts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it makes them quite a pair. And that means you know they, they could have a reason to do a sequel. You know, next year do Dead Man, Dark Castle of Forbidden Trust. Just, just give me a, a little thing with with those two as their own like little paranormal detective yeah. things yeah that works. so she can see and investigate and and sam can protect just in case anything goes a bit yeah. wrong i know you're avoiding the pronoun there <laughs> well, no it, i actually i'm hey. gonna get to speak about that because there was a yeah. really powerful moment with that in in this book i thought it's when uh is it nathan is that his name i'm blanking uh-huh. yeah nathan yeah, yeah. Okay. when uh when her, uh her and sam go into the study and it's the way he says, uh, you brought them in here. And it's, uh-huh. it highlights the word them, and it feels like it's... You can really feel like the way he's spitting the word out, like he's disgusted yeah. by it. Yeah, yeah. And he's... I thought it was really powerfully done. It's just a small thing in the lettering, actually, but it really just comes through in the dialogue because... Yeah, of... it's, it's like when you... It, it just like you're talking about anything else where you don't like someone, you go, oh, you brought him. It's just yeah. that, that kind of mm-hmm. inflection on it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it was, it was a small touch that I, I thought really stood out. Yeah, well, it's great, great final issue. I highly recommend checking this out. Uh, the trade should be out in a couple of months, and yeah, it's it's hard to praise it enough because obviously we've spent the last two issues praising it so much, and this just continues exactly what it was doing and ends exactly where it needed to end. Yeah, I, I mean, I think if you want a more in-depth thing, I think we did speak a bit more about it the last issue and maybe even the first, yeah. last first two. But I feel this one's fairly succinct. that wraps everything up and uh, yeah. it does more of the same, which is a good and, thing. And so. Bernice sums up who Deadman is as a character perfectly in the yeah. last panels. Yeah. That he questions his existence but not his purpose. And I was like, oh man, that is perfect. Yeah. He just goes from from place to place and trying to help out where he can. But yeah. why is he there? He doesn't know, but he knows he's going to help. And I was like, ah, oh, perfect. Now that takes us into the final book of the week. Uh, this is one me and Connor read. It is Justice League Power Rangers issue 2. Tom Taylor writing, Stephen Byrne on art. 
<laughs> my favourite line of dialogue from any comic book this week might have been Superman to Kimberly as he's flying alongside the pterodactyl and he says, Miss, I'm going to have to ask you to land the pterodactyl. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a good it's line. It's so great. Uh, yeah. Um, I will say, obviously, Stephen Burns' art's really good. I like it a lot. I do think a couple of his faces in this one were a little bit weird. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was Superman's face in a couple of times. It felt like he was going for this really skinny style compared to normal. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm plugging through. I see what you mean. Yeah. It's just, I mean, obviously, I generally like his art. It's just a couple of things in this one. I think, uh, again, it is hard. It's it's more of a thing that it just clashes with his style versus the, the dialogue we're hearing. Is They keep talking about how Batman's this like monster, and he kind of feels really clean in this because it's Stephen Burns. Yeah, uh, it, yeah. it feels very clean and unthreatening almost for Batman, yeah. where it feels like it's just a little bit at odds with with the dialogue. Yeah. So obviously it starts off with them fighting a little bit, but they quickly realise that they shouldn't be fighting. And yeah. uh, it's actually Wonder Woman. It, it, it's this great moment where it cuts to Wonder Woman's got a lasso around Kimberly. As she's telling the rest of them, look, guys, we shouldn't be fighting with them. They're not the bad guys. Let's, let's sort this out. Uh, which has a couple of fun moments with them interacting with each other. Uh, the main part of this show, though, is probably the villains because Zed. And this was a cool ass reveal. Yeah. Uh, because I kind of clocked what it was before it happened. Yeah, because like, it talks about how he could be anywhere. Yeah. And you just see like, the big eyes, and you, he thinks, oh, it's a big being. And obviously, Zed's got the, the balls that grow big, because that was just part of his thing, because he can make monsters grow. And he uses it on himself to get big. And I'm like, he's in one of Brainiac's jars, isn't he? And he comes out and he smashes through it, and there he is, Brainiac, standing right there. Uh, and Zod just thinks, uh, Zed thinks he's a huge Zod. That's a different character. Uh, very important. And. Mm. Uh, Neil before Zed doesn't have the quite no no. Well, I'd love if I, I can see them saying that though. In that's yeah. one of the issues in this, just to the fun of it. Although Zed to his wife likes to say Zed before bed always. That's a spin. Oh, Neil before Zed works in that scenario as well. I think. <laughs> <sighs> we went there. <laughs> I, I was just implying. People had Rita and Zed fanfic out yeah. there. I, hey, I was just implying sex. Connor had to go really specific with the, the fellatio. Look, the, right? the whole thing, the reason that spawned this was that line. If you're going to go off that, you might as well use it. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, everyone. I just, this is such a clean and, and family-friendly book that I, I've just ruined that. Aye. Uh, so basically, they do what all villains from different universities decide to do, is they decide, oh wait, we can both help each other and take over things, so, like, yeah, I'll help you take over part of your world, and you can come over and steal, like, Angel Grove, because I hate those bastards, is basically <laughs> what he's getting at. You want a, you want a city from there, you know you do. Ah, a city from a different universe, you'd love that, Brainiac, wouldn't you? Classic. That was it, that was fun. Uh, it's progressing exactly what you think it would be, uh... Some cool Zord action at the start. Yeah, because basically what happens is is they they cause like chaos and like multiple cities all over the planet. That's what the villains do, and the uh, Power Rangers and the Justice League are like, right. We need, yeah. we need help, and that's kind of the big moment it ends on. But no, no oh, fun. This is what it, I mean, you could easily skip it and not feel like you're missing anything. But if you want to see these characters, definitely that's what it sounds like. But at the same time. It was one of the first things I read. Cause it's like, ah, oh, I just want to read it. It's it's just yeah. fun. If you want to see the characters you didn't read mash Death up, Stray, but you read Power Rangers Justice League. Good on Connor. 
Look, I forgot about Deathstroke, okay? This, this is completely irrelevant. There was not a time issue. It was a me being a complete cocking idiot issue. There you go. I agree with a lot of that sentence. Yeah, you would. That's the last book. Uh, that'll take us on to our uh, week wrap-up stuff. So, best panel, best art, best cover, top five books, that kind of thing that we do every week. Uh, so, we always start with best panel, and I think mm-hmm. that's worth doing. I had a few that I was tempted to choose this week uh, from multiple books. And, honestly, I think I'm tempted to go with one from Supergirl. I'm tempted to go with one with Flash with the Burning Building. I really like that. But I think ultimately I'm going to land on the page of Orphan finally dancing at the end of oh, Detective. You bastard. Because <laughs> so much emotion, it built up, it was the culmination of the entire story and her you know, kneeling down and crying at the bottom of the page, all of that that spread was just beautiful. And uh, But like I say, it was backed up with so much emotion that it was so charged that it, it, it takes the cake, even though I love those other panels too. So... Connor, what was your panel of the week? Well, it was that, <laughs> but uh, all right, I'll think of something different. Um, okay, oh, I know. I'm gonna go with the one where uh, Ivy reacts to the tree being burned. You've just got the the tear coming down. I think that that oh. that's really effective for me. And now you stole mine. So <laughs> where to go? Pete? The cycle continues. Yeah, wonderful knock-on yeah. effect. Matt, what's your panel of the week? Well, so now that leaves me with one that isn't as wondrous as your guys' is or emotional, but it just made me happy, and that's seeing Doppel Clark completely eat crap and fall through the table. <laughs> and y'all, how such a klutz he is. Well, so, yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah uh, I, the other ones I was thinking, obviously, I mentioned the Flash and the Burning Building. The Supergirl one was just the classic shirt open, revealing the logo. Yeah. Uh, oh, nah. Green Brainiac twice in one episode. I mean, that means we've been a while. Uh, it's because we mentioned Brainiac just a minute ago. Uh, like, oh, oh, I heard my name. Yeah. Uh, cover of the week. Matt, we'll start with you. We'll go back around the way. Uh, see, this was a rough week because all my favourite stuff was variants. Because I picked up on All Star, the Lote variant of... I think it was the Lote variant. It's, it's the one of the image of Poison Ivy. Oh, and the, with, with the, with holding the purple flower. Yeah. yeah, but I think yeah. that's the variant, not the main cover. Yeah, that's a variant. Okay, so that being not the main cover, I have to take a quick gander. Um, I've got main. Yeah, you go ahead, and I'll, I'll look through these. Yeah, I was tempted to say Wonder Woman, but honestly, I think I'm going to go with Action Comics. It's just Clark's face, but with the reflection in the glasses of uh, Superman and his family. It's very good. Uh, I just, that's, that's the one that sort of sticks out to me as a cool cover more than anything else. Yeah. I'm going to go with the same. Try not to be a Superman homer and have two in a row, but I can't. I can't. Cool. Well, that's right. Come. I'm actually going to go with it as well. Actually. Oh, there you go. But, there we go. I, I, I considered a All-Star and I considered Dead Man, but that actually kind of... It's, it's, it's got that simplicity, but style. Yeah. Yeah, Dead Man was good as well. Don't get me wrong. Uh, can't, can't fault it. Uh, all right, so Art of the Week then. Uh, we'll start with Connor on that. All-Star Batman. Okay, Matt. I was tempted to go Dead Man, but I'll start Batman. All right. Uh, I I hadn't thought about this actually. Uh, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> um, oh, a few temptations. Uh, I think I'm gonna go Dead Man actually. 
No. Dead man. Uh, really beautiful. I was tempted to go Detective. Detective's a, weird... a good week of art, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Detective's a weird one because it was three different stories with three different artists. I was, yeah. I would, I would meant the orphan right. story, but I then want to go with Dead Man uh, just because it's so yeah, fun. So with with All Star, I technically meant the main story, but the backup certainly doesn't hurt because I love Frank Villa. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I get you. All right. Well. Top five. This and again, top five last week didn't mean a whole lot because it was only like eight books. Top five this week really means something because we're cutting out so much to give a top five. Matt. All right, number one because it's a throwback to what I love is Action Comics. Uh, number two is gonna be. Oh, hold on, Matt. Hold on, Matt. I can't. I need to get over the shock of your number one pick. I, I can't. I usually don't. I usually don't put Action Comics number one. No, it but it's just it's just Superman related, so you just assume yeah. it's got to be up there, right? Of course, but it is. I was like, I was gonna make it be Wonder Woman, but re talking about it, I was like, ah, oh. yeah. Number two is gonna be Wonder Woman. Number three is Detective. Four is Deathstroke, and five. Do I wanna? Mm. Let's just go Dead Man. It's a special. Cool. Let's throw it in there. Connor, did you read five books this week? Hi. <laughs> I read plenty of books. Hang on, let me read. <laughs> I'm kind of, I'm kind of. I still missing... read double digits worth of books. That's how much there is on this week. I missed I'm... three books and I still was in double digits. I was still proud of my joke. I don't care how many you. <laughs> but no, that's that. That just highlights to me how much there is on this week and how uh, I'm going to have to cut some of these back drastically because I can't be reading that many. All right. What's your top five? Uh, my top five. Ooh, um, Detective is number one. I loved it. Uh, two. Two is... Two is going to be All-Star. Three is Action. Four is Dead Man. And... Five is Flash. Cool. Detective's my number one. I, I can't. I can't yeah. fault Detective uh, this week. So Detective number one, number two. Oh, this is a hard week. God damn it! This is a really hard week. All right. So Detective at number one, and. Then I'm going to say Supergirl at number two, and then Action at number three, and then Dead Man at number four, and then Wonder Woman at number five. Oh man! I think I don't know. It's weird. You know, it's a crazy good week when Wonder Woman didn't even make my yeah. top five. And the, and the funny thing is, is I'm looking at some of those. I'm like, oh, this was probably one of my favorite issues of Titans and Birds of Prey, but they still don't told and. Mm. Did I say Dead Man? Did I put Dead Man in? Yes. Yeah, you did. Right, okay, just make sure. It's <laughs> a lot. I didn't even mention Flash. Flash was good. Yeah, I, that's why I couldn't figure if I wanted All Star or Dead yeah. Man or Supergirl. Uh, it's, it's it was a, tough at five. It's a good week. Yeah. It's, a, it's a good week. I can't. It's hard, it's hard to fault when we have a good week like this. <laughs> so ho- hopefully, when we get to weeks like this, and some of us are only reading, like you know, it's going to be only two of us reading this one, and one of us reading that one. Hopefully, that still worked out for everyone at the end. Uh, with all this covering different things uh, for the smaller books, but there you go. That's uh, that's this week's comics and reviews and stuff and things. So I'm going to tell you what's coming next week. 
which of course includes the new stuff. And as you can probably tell, I don't have it up yet. I'm I'm stalling. No. Can I'm I just stalling. point out real quick too, Connor? Do you have them up so you can see Funny the covers? Um, getting it up right now. Just give me one second. All right, just when you can look at the Aquaman variant and tell me it doesn't look like Nick Cage. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll, I'll look at this now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Aquaman, yeah, Aquaman variant number seventeen. Oh my god! Right. That is Nick Cage, surely. That has to be Nick Cage, right? That they just... They just, yeah. Uh, Someone was using some photo referencing there yep. and clearly just used Nick Cage. So I employ everybody listening and watching, go go check out Aquaman 17, the variant cover. Uh, it's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, well, we've stalled enough time. I've got my list up because I forgot to do it at the start because mm-hmm. uh, shambles as always. Uh, but obviously next week we have Batwoman Rebirth issue one, as well as Super Sons issue one. I am super pumped for both of those books. Uh, that should be really good. Uh, obviously, of course, we also have Batman seventeen, Green Arrow seventeen, Green Lantern seventeen, Justice League fifteen, Nightwing fifteen, Superman seventeen, Trinity issue six. Uh, the last issue got pushed, so I'm not I'm not confident about this one. Is Odyssey the Amazon's issue two out next week? It's listed as it's out. Cool. But we'll right. see yeah, if it's, it's actually yeah. out. Yeah, last week, last month it got pushed, which is why yeah, I was... Yeah, it's on uh, Diamond, so at that oh, point man. it's a safe bet. We're getting Viking Prince in the next issue. That's dope. <laughs> uh, you, you two can cover that one, I'm out. But uh, also next week, which we're not covering, but they do exist, uh, the previously mentioned Aquaman uh, guest starring Nicolas Cage, mm-hmm. uh, number 17, and Harley Quinn 14 is also out next week. Also, also Wildstorm number one. Oh yeah, and the whale um, song number one. Those yeah. ads, those ads should stop. That fool me into thinking I have so much of the book left. Is any? Are you guys reading that? I may try I'm, it. I'm, I'm gonna try it, but I don't know if we're gonna talk about it. I'm um, not touching it with a barge pole because Ellis. Um, um, no, but annoyingly, it has a really nice Lotte variant cover that I really want. <laughs> I, I might give it a try just so we can talk about it as an issue one next week. Uh, so, Matt, if you want to give it a try, we can have a little Okay. Well, yeah, chat. reading all that uh, back matter that they've been giving us the last two weeks really made me interested in it. So, I, I know um, very little about Wildstorm, but I'm going to give it a shot. As me too. Why not? So, also, the, uh, the first Action Comics trade is out next week, if anyone's oh, uh, cool. waiting on those. Yep. Uh, I don't know if there are any others. But. Also, uh, Red Thorn which no one reads, but it's called Mad Gods and Scotsman, which I feel like that's Pete's new title. <laughs> that's a good title. I have no idea what just happened. Matt just said a lot of things, and I'm confused. All right. Uh, Don't worry about it. That wraps up uh, this week's show. Of course, let us know what you thought of the books in the comments below on YouTube or elsewhere. Uh, help us out. Give us a, a like and a subscribe and all that kind of stuff five stars if you're on itunes soundcloud i think it's the likes as yep. well uh but I, either way uh, it helps us out no matter where you are uh, thank you very much for watching and or listening it helps us out a lot and uh always remember never get lost in the speed force booster gold and long live the legion